Welcome everyone to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you for downloading or streaming our podcast, taking some time out of your busy life to listen to us. And remember, if you're digging the show, please subscribe and leave us a kind rating wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us um, reach out uh, to a bigger audience. Super fun show today, but first let's introduce the crew that'll be filling your ears with wonderful, pleasurable noises for the next couple hours. Um, the original crew, back to the first four people that started it all from Michigan, our own wise, cracking, devilish rogue, the Nathan Fillion of the Chompcast, Joshua Fowler. How you doing, Josh? Yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. I know. That's You set someone up as being the wise, cracking rogue. It's a lot of pressure at yeah. that point to be funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Obviously, the first wisecracking rogue I'd think of would be Fat Albert. So, that's that's true. That's, <laughs> he's, he's quite sneaky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, glad to have you here today, Josh. As usual, um, from Japan, the traveler himself, or should I say, herself? Actually, the traveler has no sex, but this man has plenty of sex. Mister Shay Layton is here. How you doing, Shay? Good. Um, just, you know, throwing out all those dirty rags that I have from uh, all the sex mm. I've been having. Ah, ouch. You know, <laughs> I I had to give you a Destiny reference there, but I know it's probably slightly lost on you because you never play Destiny, so you probably have no idea who the fucking Traveler is, do you? Um, I know, I know the one from Hyperlight Drifter. Huh, okay. All he knows is he's well, not not in the NBA. <laughs> College maybe, but definitely not in the NBA. That's a damn oh. shame. <laughs> um glad to have oh, you. Oh man. Show. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first time I've head shaked Josh. Wow. <laughs> that was rough. Josh, Josh mm-hmm. deserves a head shake every now and then. Come on. You're not above the head shaking, Josh. You, for even for a wisecracking rogue, you're still susceptible mm-hmm. to the same things we are. I loved um, it, but wow, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, um, our next co-host is from Texas, a man who, quite frankly, for the past week and a half, has requested that his wife dress up as the Cryptarch from Destiny in the bedroom. Because it's the only way he can get hard. Anthony Fisher's here today. How you doing, Fish? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I think I broke my crypt arc last night. Oh, Just, no. That's uh, too much information. Look what I did. Yeah, <laughs> way too much Did you Ingram take it to the hospital? up inside of her. <laughs> yeah, what happened? <laughs> what makes you think that this crypt arc is broken? <laughs> I think I took the light from her ghost. Okay. Um, are you, what are you rocking? A Graviton Lance or a MIDI multi-tool? Um, a Galahorn. <laughs> oh, of course you would say that, you motherfucker. There's no, there's no Galahorn now. It's, 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 it's long gone, right? <laughs> it is, but you never know. It may, it may make a you can dream. comeback. You can yeah. dream of those Galahorns. <laughs> I still have uh, my Galahorn. In my pants. And, uh, we're... <laughs> Glad to have you here this week, Fish. Talk some more Destiny with us, um, as well as other things. 
And of course, uh, I am your host, Morgan, from Montana, General Mountain Time, as they call me. And holy goddamn, do we have a great show today. We have more Destiny 2 talk, of course, because the world just can't quite consume enough of it. Um, we have some uh, really great listener emails this week, which are always a lot of fun. Um, in our biology break portion of the show, we have a great article involving an incubus. Actually, it's the science of sexual hypnagogia. So stick around for that. That's a weird one. So was bio break uh, intentional? Did you, <laughs> did you know what you were saying going into that? Biology break, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's, haven't now haven't that played we, a lot of uh, MMOs, have we? No. Oh, is that like bio break? Is that a thing? Is that a, a mm-hmm. nerd thing I'm missing? Yeah, a bio break. That's is perfect. When you have to go piss. Really? Okay. Okay. Well, we've just changed it. It's now called mm-hmm. the bio break portion of the show. Yeah. Forever. I, I like right. how I you called it being a nerd thing with a bunch of plushies in your background. It's very, it's very, very astute of you. It's not a negative connotation of nerdom, obviously. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Because I don't judge your plushies. I love them, and I'm jealous. (laughs) You were jealous. I just bought a massive Blastoise plushie today, all right? It's glorious. Gives me power, Shay. It fuels me. A Mastoise? A Mastoise. Actually, you know what's funny? On the box, I never knew this, but it says Blastoise, and then under that it says Tor Tank, which sounds pretty badass. Tor Tank. I don't know. Maybe it's some other language I call the Tor Tank. Pretty pretty badass. <laughs> That's um, pretty pretty badass. Pretty 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 good for all you curb your enthusiasm fans out there. Um, now you got me all distracted, but yes, okay. Bio break portion of the show. It's good and it's sexual. And it's gonna be a lot of fun. So stick around so I can make the crew squirm a little bit. Um, also the the big you know topic this week, of course, though, is sequels. Um, and it was inspired by the idea that Destiny 2 has come around, and there's a lot of people playing this game that never played Destiny 1, and it has totally, totally, con- you know, it's been a conversion process for them, as because it's been such a great game, and they've fixed so many of the problems with the original Destiny. It got me thinking, what are some, like, sequels that have really changed your guys' views on a franchise? Um, and there's different layers that, obviously, that we can get into, but the general idea is, what is a, maybe a series you didn't like, but they created a game within that series or a sequel that just you fell in love with and it changed your perspective on the series for better or worse. Um, so I will, I will break the ice here because I like to do that just to get the things flowing um, as, easily as, we can, as easily as we can. This one's pretty easy for me, guys. So there's a, a little series you guys may have heard of called Uncharted um, that the kids like these days with the swashbuckling Nathan Drake um, raiding some tombs and whatnot. And uh, I was much like a lot of people out there. You know, I know Shay and Fish didn't even try the series until Uncharted 4. I was the same way. I didn't try the series until Uncharted 2 because I just thought it looked stupid. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, unpopular opinion of the show. And you can, if you're listening, you can banish me to hell if you, if you want to. I don't like Uncharted 1 and 2. I just don't, I don't like them at all. I think Uncharted 1's pretty boring. And I think Uncharted 2 is just too fluffy and national treasury for my taste. Um, so I pretty much had wrote that series off. And then Uncharted 3 came out and blew my fucking mind. I remember me and Josh, we played this back in the day. Uh, Drake's Deception was Uncharted 3, and I pretty much just got it because it was a slow week for us back when we did our other podcast, and 
it blew my mind. Not just the production values, but it was a much darker tone. Um, they had fleshed out the characters a lot more, like Nathan Drake and Elena, and like they had these real human layers to them. Um, and then they had refined the gameplay enough to where it was more enjoyable, and it totally changed my outlook on that series so much so that obviously I was looking forward to four. Four was incredible. Um, I wouldn't say that it makes me like two or one more because I don't like those games, but it turned me completely around on the series um, in a drastic way to where now like Uncharted three or four and some of my favorite games out there. Hmm. And um, I almost couldn't think of an answer for this though, guys. I was sitting around for hours. I was like, I could not think of a game series. Normally it's the way around. Like it's a great game yeah, series usually. that gets worse, right? Over time. Um, so this one was hard for me, but yeah. Um, but that's where I started off just to kind of get things rolling. Uncharted was, was, uh, was a big one for me. And Uncharted 3 was the one that changed, turned me around. Um, Uncharted 2 and the crazy blue people and all that weird shit going on did, just didn't do it for me. Uh, but what about you, Josh? When you were thinking about this, what, what did you come up with? Well, I mean, I kind of, I feel like the obvious example is going to, obvious answer is going to be like Final Fantasy 7 or 8 for a lot of people because mm, nobody yeah. cared about the the first couple ones. I mean, obviously enough people cared for them to keep making them, but in the West, they were, for the most part, missed. Um, yeah, a little niche. Yeah, niche so I mean, like that—that that was obvious. The first thing that came to mind. Um, I'm. I actually played Final Fantasy five and six first, so mm-hmm. I kind of came into it that way, um, and like I I loved five. That was something that I really got into, even though I'd kind of I'd played four a little bit before, and as much as everyone talks about how amazing that game is and I mean, just how many, mm-hmm. how much influence it's made. Um, I just never got into it as much. Um, they did a whole lot more with the story there in order to make it more personal instead of, um, feeling kind of very much just like a D and D campaign. Yeah. Um, and that was great, but it still felt so melodramatic that it just, uh, it didn't pull me in quite as much as five did. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. Cause five, did you play five on when it first came out or was it like a later kind of emulator sort uh, of thing? It was on an emulator, um, right before final fantasy seven came out or, or around the same time as final fantasy seven. Um, okay. Okay. But I have since played that game. I don't know how many times on other, other formats. Like I bought, bought it for PS one and stuff like that. Um, yeah. One of those games that they That's somehow like your keep, comfort food game, yeah, they, right? <laughs> they, they keep they can keep convincing me to buy it somehow. Like I don't know how many copies of that game I've bought over the over the years. It's ridiculous. Um, They're not but, convincing you to buy it. It's just every time they release something with Final Fantasy V on it, you open your wallet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, one of the things that it did that didn't really happen again until Final Fantasy XV was mm-hmm. your party was your party through the whole game, and that mm. was something that they did with the first few games. Because you just create them. Like, do you want a red mage? Great, you've got a red mage. Um, okay. Whereas in four, you had a huge cast of characters. You'd pick your party and stuff like that. Uh, in five, you had four characters you played through the whole thing with, um, and you really okay. got to know them really well. Um, yeah. And it was and the 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 choices you made were in the jobs because they in- introduced the job system in that one, um, and that game really yeah. really turned me onto the series. Um, I think it. I don't think enough people know about everything that Final Fantasy V did for that series. I think it's 
Yeah, because most people give seven the credit. I would yeah, say, and rightfully yeah. so. But yeah, but but five did a lot, a lot to uh, to move the JRPG forward. That would you say you ignore. were you didn't like the prior Final Fantasies? Would you say? Would you? Because yeah, yeah, like I was never a big fan. Even going back to them, like with more knowledge of the series, knowing oh these are you know landmark games and stuff, I have still. Yeah never been able to finish one and two. They're just, they're just almost impenetrable. I just don't, don't like them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, oh, I, I played, th- I beat four, but it's not as great as like five. Five is really, I think what turned the, turn me, turn that whole series around for me. Turn it around for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up and we can, I want to talk about that a little bit later, but get to some other ones here. Uh, that's a good one though, Josh. Final five. What about you, uh, Shay? I I was originally going to say Uncharted, but I thought about it a lot more. And back during our SPT days, I remember we used to slam Morgan pretty hard. For oh, did you? His, oh, we slammed him, baby. We slammed him for his Pokemon love. And then when um, Black and White came out, Josh and I actually got into that one. And we started playing that one. And um, I had played up until Gold and Silver. And then I had really fallen off hard on Pokemon altogether. I quit playing. Had no interest in playing those games. And then Black and White came out. And it really, for me, became something I wanted to start playing again. Um, I think that they ha- they had made enough changes for me to want to come back to the series and start playing it again. And I really got into it again and fell, fell in love with uh, the whole world and franchise all over again. Hmm. Yeah. I remember that. I remember like being surprised you had fell out of Pokemon and I'm always surprised when I look back at that game, that that was the one that brought you back. Um, Cause in retrospect, that, that, version of the game seems kind of dull and bland because it was placed in like New York and there's like P-Doves and based off like pigeons and like a lot of the Pokemon are really bland but at the time it was it felt very different because it was the newest uh, best evolution of Pokemon yeah it was it was the newest iteration and they just they had for me whether it was timing whether it was actual gameplay whatever what have you they had just given themselves enough separation from the previous um, iterations that it felt like a really good game to play again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I do remember how enamored we were with Pokemon Black and White at the time. (laughs) Uh, What about about you, Fish? I mean, I know you said you didn't prepare and you were going to steal one of our answers, so which answer are you (laughs) going to steal? Uh, I, I have a list if you need something I... else. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll take one. Just send it in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, like Uncharted, <laughs> I I couldn't agree more. Like I played the first one and maybe got two hours into it and couldn't get into it. Um, Pokemon, I've always loved Pokemon, and Final Fantasy is. One where my jumping point was Final Fantasy VII, but I don't think the other games would have interested me into playing them, per se. Um, 
my 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 only reason to going back to playing those is just to see where exactly the series came from, but uh, I have no interest for that. Um, but yeah, uh, Josh, that's a good one. Metal Gear Solid. Um, even though, <laughs> he's, even he's sending even, fish answers in the chat. <laughs> even though you know, I I didn't play the original one, which was on the NES. Um, I don't think I would have gotten into that either, but. Um, yeah, Metal Gear Solid's definitely uh, a sequel to <laughs> games that uh, very revolutionary. You just throw a lot of shade a lot of these old games, too. I don't think I would have been into that. Or, you know, I, the I older Final Fantasies, I wouldn't have been into those. I, I haven't experienced them, so who knows. Throw shade with confidence. Just be like, I have no interest in those fucking old school games. <laughs> I don't. And... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's so hard for me to go back to some of them. Like a lot of people, like have such nostalgia for the games. Like yeah. Porsche, he he has so much nostalgia and love for <laughs> Shining Force, and he tries so hard to get me to play it. <laughs> and I play like five minutes of it, and I'm just like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I I understand, man. It, you know, there's a level of complexity in those games that just not everybody gets. <laughs> oh, hey, I I didn't even get to a battle in that game. That's that's how it turned off. I got on point point proven right there. You didn't even get to a battle because it was so well, complex for you. I get it. Uh, okay. <laughs> to be fair, the first okay. battle is about eight and a half hours into that game. So, <laughs> good grief! Uh, the game, Genesis game doesn't even take eight, eight hours to beat. I don't know. Fish was the, he wasn't a Genesis kid anyway, Shay. He was one of those Super Nintendo kids. So mm. that's fair. They're both great systems. Uh, yeah, for, that's true. Yeah, yeah they all. I don't know where I was going with that insult, but <laughs> Strangles out of there. Um. Anyways, Fish, go ahead. Uh, yeah. So Metal Gear Solid, I guess, is a <laughs> pretty good. One. Wait, that's not a good answer because that you loved all the games in the series, so it didn't turn you around any of them. Okay. This is, this is what happens yeah. when you don't think, prepare, yeah. goddammit. Cramming a couple Destiny uh, hours in before the uh, show? Oh, <laughs> actually, you know what? God of War. Like, I didn't really oh, like the first God one. of War. Uh, and the second one... What? That's uh, weird. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed it, I guess. <laughs> Be gone, <laughs> Satan! <laughs> Josh seems to think the first God of War is the best one. It's the only so, one worth playing. You play that one and you skip the rest of the series, save yourself dozens of hours, and then go do something useful mm. with them. Mm. Uh, like I don't know, squirt that, lemon that, juice that. in your eyes. Or tweeze your nutsack. Uh, I'm doing that <laughs> later, actually. <laughs> you can you can do both. Um Jesus Christ, that would fucking hurt squeezing your nutsack. <laughs> or tweezing your nutsack. Squeezing and tweezing, really. Yeah. Why tweeze? Either That's one of them. crazy. That's the best Although way to do it, greatest, really. One of the greatest inventions I ever found was those guards that you can put on your buzzer. You know, because when I was younger, I was just dumb and all sorts of accidents. But, um... Ha! Ooh. This isn't a manscaping podcast, so we don't have to go into that. But... <laughs> I remember this one... I've actually kind of funny story. I remember this one night, I was going on this really hot date, and I thought for sure this was going to be the night that I lost it, right? You know, you know, I was a young kid, teenager. 
And I was really hyped about this all week. I've been talking to this girl. And so I was cleaning myself up and I took my buzzer downtown, you know what I'm saying? And I was doing a real good job. I was almost done and I just got a little too close. Mm-hmm. And this is back when I was using a razor before I was using a buzzer. I was like one of those kids that actually used like a like a razor razor. And I sliced the top of my open and it wasn't a huge deal like i didn't go to the hospital or anything like that but i was afraid that if i became stimulated throughout the evening that there'd be issues with that maybe bleeding and it made me really self-conscious and then um you know that it just shut me down for the whole night and the date didn't go really well and of course never came to fruition so Mm. the lesson and the moral of the story is uh don't shave with razors yeah you need to be careful when you're taming the beast you do Mm. i do we gotta say do it yeah, <laughs> I you, just got use a chair don't... like the professionals. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have to, guys, tell me some of your secrets off air. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned uh, those Final Fantasies though, Josh, because my backup answer, the one I was thinking of for a while, was actually Final Fantasy VIII, and it wasn't because mm-hmm. I wanted an excuse to talk about my favorite game again. It was just like you said, I grew up in that era of kids who just. Young Morgan was a little closed-minded, and I always thought that um, turn-based combat RPGs were just really dumb and boring. Like I'm like, this is stupid. You just stand around and take turns hitting each other? It was just like I'd watch my friend play Final Fantasy VII, and I was like, this looks like the exact opposite of fun. Um, but then Final Fantasy VIII came around and changed my life. And then going back, I fell in love with Final Fantasy VII and then Nine, and I, I love those whole series. So it changed everything. But I agree with you, Josh. Like Seven did that for a lot of. I think it's about the presentation sometimes, right? Like they were able to yeah. present Uncharted for me in a darker, more um, powerful way, so that I was able to connect with the characters, and then it got me into the series. Same thing with like Final Fantasy VIII. So. A lot of this, I think, is how you're presenting the product to the player in a different way that might entice them. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I just thought of another one now that you mention it. Um, Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they finally decided to make it World War II. Yeah. I'm sure that turned a ton of people around on that series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you you weren't a big fan of the World War II ones, but you loved Modern Warfare when it first came out. So mm-hmm. um, it's true. It's true. Yeah, some of those series, and that's all presentation. See, some of those series they get stuck in there. This is the way we've always been. This is what we always look like. This is our aesthetic, and sometimes just swapping that around can make can make a huge deal, bringing new people in. So, um, but yeah, that's 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 a really good one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, was there any other ones that you had, Josh, that you wanted to bring up before we ushered things on? I mean, I was trying to think big picture here, like, because the interesting thing that I think about something like Destiny is that it's not that much different, but what you're seeing is a critical wave of reception for the game that is so positive now because of all the changes that they made over time with Destiny 1 and the Destiny 2, that there's a lot of people that whether right or wrong, we'll just look at reviews or media reception or people on the podcast and they'll say, hey, well, everyone's saying good things about this game now. It must finally be good. I'll give it a shot. When in reality, maybe they would have liked Destiny 1 or maybe not. But the point is there's this wave of positive like criticism and energy that's carrying people into trying this game now. And that's a powerful thing. Um, and I was trying to think of the last time that I really remember. Another good example, not for me personally, but a lot of people did not like Assassin's Creed. Do you remember the first one? Yeah. Um, it was really controversial. A lot of people thought it was really linear. It didn't live up to a lot of the promises they had. And I remember actually really liking it at the time for what it was, not what it was supposed mm-hmm. to be. But un- I remember a lot of people then loved Assassin's Creed 2. They streamlined it. 
they had the they broadened it out to a story that a lot more people connected with with Ezio. It was more open worldy, and um, I remember that kind of made the series take off. Yeah, yeah. Well, they made they made your character much more lethal in the second game, which is another big part of it because mm-hmm. the first game stealth mattered, and in pretty much all the subsequent games, you can fight your way out of anything, um, and that made a huge difference in that series. Then I know, I know, I know that was big for a lot of people. I mean, kind of. Similarly, um, Mass Effect 2, once they got rid of a a ton of the RPG elements, it brought in a lot of people who were down with it as long as it was a shooter, but, you know, didn't want to do any of the control stuff, which, (laughs) granted, a lot of that was, a lot of that was good, because Mass Effect 1, and this was, this was the same sort of issue I had with... Uh, with KOTOR was that because there was so mm. much RPG elements to it at the beginning when your stats are low you just miss shots because just because like you're like you start off with a sniper rifle and your reticle is literally half the screen like you could hit anywhere yeah. within here you know just hope yeah. you do it um, <laughs> and so getting yeah. rid of that I know helps for a lot of people um, and I mean the way they the way they bounced around that was just by giving you extra health and crap and making it not matter if you missed a ton of shots in the first Mass Effect, but it didn't feel great until you got to the end of the game. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Well, and and that's and that's a tricky one because I think a lot of people, if they had tried the first Mass Effect, would have loved it. It just. Um, but like, uh, if you think about, I remember me and Fish when I when he. Whenever I had him come visit me, uh, when, we were, when we were young kids, he came and visited. And we did our whole roommate thing for like a year, and I showed him the first Halo, and he said it was he thought it was all right. But then I remember to show him Halo Two, and he was like, mm-hmm. "All right, like, this seems pretty cool." Like he, he initially like just connected with it a lot more. Yeah, you just, you needed two guns. That's that's all you all you <laughs> wanted. Yeah, yeah. And that's all that's, you need is two mm-hmm. SMGs. Yep, two SMGs. Yeah. <laughs> two SMGs. <laughs> no, <such> you noob. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, you have to get a so plasma I, pistol I, I like, in one hand. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot just, of nerf. Yeah, I forgot about those all those combos. Oh yeah, I'd mm. go like needler and like pistol. I think. Oh, two needlers was fucking brutal too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I just they would yeah, just. Yeah, I definitely like the second one better than the first for sure. And, yeah. They need to bring back like in in Destiny like some form of the needler. Like some variation of that needler gun, where you just you get a bunch of like porcupine, you know, spikes uh, that just stick in. They do. There's a fusion rifle that um, when you you hit them with it and it detonates into pink shards, yeah. just like the needler. Which one is that? Yeah, a few of them have explosive um, damage. Like if you get a headshot with it, exactly. it does explodes. It, does it feed? Oh, but does it feel like using the needler? Does it feel? No, like... it, it doesn't shoot no. out needles, but it, it's a fusion rifle, so it's one okay. charge, hits them, okay. and it explodes in those pink needles. It's the closest okay. thing to, yeah, yeah. It, it's their homage to the needler without, yeah, you yeah. know, really stealing the needler. needler. Yeah. Guess Even really though it's theirs. Them. Yeah, they should be able to steal their own needler back, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it, and that's it. That was an interesting sequel in a lot of ways too, because like some sequels are really brave. When you think of like people have never played these games, but um, they're still interesting. I think to talk about like Halo Two and Metal Gear Solid Two for points of reference are games where they introduce new characters, and I always think that's a really fucking brave thing to do. Like if you think about 
uh, Metal Gear Solid. After the first hour and a half, he started playing as Raiden, which was like mind-blowing that you weren't playing as the gruff solid snake anymore you know you weren't the kurt russell character you were fucking this you know sweet uh squeak <laughs> you're this um i almost said sweet little offense but ryan's not sweet like a, a skinny uh white pale long white hair sort of more effeminate character um named yeah. ryden the rookie the yeah, fng the rookie. Mm-hmm. And then, like in Halo Two, you played as uh, you alternated between playing as a bad guy, which I always thought was cool. Because in Halo One, you killed nothing but hundreds and thousands of Covenant. And then in Halo Two, they're like, "Well, we want to let you play as a Covenant to give you a different perspective." Um, th- those are some ballsy things. You don't see that stuff really anymore. I mean, I'm trying to think of the last time I saw something really ballsy in a sequel, and I just I couldn't. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, if you guys think of it, let me know, but I mean, that's a lot of credit to Bungie and Kojima, of course, at the time for, for doing that. Those were great games and they're controversial at the time, but you don't, it's just weird that we don't see, I think enough of that risk taking, uh, quite as much anymore, but maybe that's because they've, video games have changed a little bit as far as sequel goes. Like they're a lot more like something like destiny is so open-ended. There isn't even a primary character that you could switch playing as, you know, it's, it's you. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the story is and, the world around you is kind of the, for for a lot of these games at this point. Um, so. Yeah. Hmm. It would be fascinating if the next Mass Effect game, they're just like, yeah, you're an alien now from some planet and you just hate humans or something like that. You know, like, just, I want to see more games just kind of switch that, uh, flip that around a little bit. Um, but that's, a, I think it's a good transition to a little more Destiny 2 talk as we kind of segue here. Um, I know you're still waiting to play it on PC, Josh, and... Uh, Shay ran to use the camo, but as soon as he, <laughs> so he saved himself some time from listening to more Destiny chat. But I just I told you guys I mailed Shay his PlayStation Four this week. So finally, finally, mm-hmm. finally, it's been yeah. so long. Oh yeah, I had a bunch of jokes I was saving for. He's him gonna love the um, Reader's Digest version of Destiny Two. <laughs> and he probably still won't play it. He's just he's stubborn like that. He'll probably spend the next three months playing fucking Crash Bandicoot. And uh, the Crash Bandicoot remake, which is unfortunate, and then Sonic Mania. I feel like I talk a lot of shit on that Bandicoot remake because um, I haven't had time to really articulate myself. But it just, you know, uh, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But um, yeah, so we and Fishman spending a little more time with Destiny Two. Um, I have some more stuff I wanted to say about Shay's package, but I'm waiting until he comes back so that we can talk about it with him. Yeah, it's, there's it's, no really you know, no reason to talk about a man's package behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's an honor situation. I'm an honorable mm-hmm. man. Unless um, he's flattering him, you know. Yeah, yeah that's true. He that's might true like that. It. And just pumping him up, building him up. Um, so you God definitely so here- should not pump up a man's package behind his back. That's <laughs> you, you need consent no. for that. That's yes. It's illegal in several countries as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you get exactly punch in the face? Yeah, that was like. You guys remember, like, when I was a kid, that was the thing. Penis pumps were, like, a thing people actually talked about. Like, the idea, I think, now of someone shoving their dick in a tube and then pumping it up is so absurd. But, like, when I was a little kid, that was actually, like, a thing. That was, like, a joke in Austin Power movies and shit, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Such a different world that we lived in. No. Huh. Anyways, sorry. No penis pump diversion. I can see you guys looking at me like I don't know how to follow up the penis pump, so I'm just going to keep going. Um, it sucked all the air li- out of the place. Boom! There you go. That's our <laughs> devilish rogue. Um, so I went back fish 
all the way to... I'm doing it right now here, just to be sure as well. All the way back to our inside podcast. Do you know? Do you remember that when that was, Fish? Um, sometime in December, because I think I, you guys were. Yeah, was our, it December? In, no, our inside podcast was. Uh, episode. It was um episode nine. It was in October. October. Um, oh, okay. Or, or was episode Dang ten? Off. Yeah. Good grief. And, and anyways. Yeah, that was the last, it has been that long. It has been that long. Um, That was the last time that Fish finished a video game until Destiny 2. Everyone give Fish a round of applause for finishing a video game. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You managed it within a year. I know. Now, I... I want to, like, Bungie likes to show their stats for Destiny 2 when they're, like, sucking their own dick, which is fine, but they'll throw these up, like, a week later and be like, 1.2 million concurrent players, 10 billion fallen headshot. They give you all these, like, hilarious stats to just show how popular the game is, and they're really cool, right? If I could build a graph of what Fish has accomplished in this past week compared to everything else that has happened, because I find this so amusing, and I just like to rag Fish about this. Because he's always, he's always giving me shit like, I have two jobs, and on the weekend I spend it with my family. In one week, he not only finished a lengthy Destiny campaign, but in the three days after that, he has, like, slapped me so far in the race for light in that game. And, not to mention, today, he texted us that he went home on his lunch break to check out Zur. The salesman in Destiny. He's running home on his lunch break to play this fucking. What's your light level, Fish? Um, two seventy four. Jesus Christ! Now I want to put this in perspective. I had an unfortunate situation where I lost my job and became unemployed, and I still have to balance my children and my life and stuff like that. But I can generally play video games fairly regularly because I don't have a job, unfortunately, right now. Right? Um, other than a lot of the work I'm doing for the site, I'm at light level two forty. How did this uh, you, happen, Fish? How the fuck yeah. did this happen? I'm just going to have to chalk this one up to you. You don't know how to play the game. Mm-hmm. It's my That fault. sounds reasonable enough. <laughs> <laughs> just going off track record here. Um, you know, even if I don't know how to play the game, which is probably accurate, I'd still think you're about 50 hours ahead of me in Destiny time. <laughs> Easily. And I probably put 50 hours into that thing. No, I'm I'm having a blast in Destiny too. Like there's there's so many things that they've added to the game that's just it's exciting. It's it's made it more accessible. It's less of a grind, but you're still grinding. Um, it's just at other areas. Like one thing that uh, we didn't talk about last week um, was the fact that all the uh, all the weapons now you don't have to level them up. Not leveling up weapons is like the, the most awesome thing that Bungie mm-hmm. had decided to do because there was I mean, nothing you don't worse jump than... their light level? What do you mean? I'm talking about like all the perks on the weapons. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was always a bummer to do in Destiny 1. Like you get an exotic and like you haven't unlocked everything on it so you're sitting there yeah. having to use it and level it up until and then, only then, can you fully enjoy the weapon mm. which sucks. Uh, but now it's just you get the exotic weapon or any weapon, and you got the full benefits of its perks already for you. Um, mm-hmm. That's great because that was, I mean, I 
Listeners have heard me complain about that from the first one, that you'd get a new weapon, and congratulations, you can use the new weapon after two hours of grinding to make it worth using. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what happens when you have no more content in your end game, though. You're just trying to find any way you can to keep people playing, you know? Because maybe yeah. while they're spending the two hours grinding up that gun, another gun will drop. Yeah, and, and then, then it's another... The yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That was, that was the loop. That was the loop. You'd never never actually be able to use all the gear you had with you at one time so yeah glad to see that gone yeah and a lot of smart stuff that we talked a little bit about last week but um i kind of touching base it's this is a tough game to talk about because there's just so many different ways to spiral and i don't want to over talk about it though um or over discuss it until of course josh and shay hopefully get a chance to play it but I still want to give it its fair due. But I don't want it to be one of those games that we just bludgeon to the ground. Like the, after this week, I'm probably going to keep it pretty subdued, um, because just in case you guys play it, there's no reason to keep beating Destiny into the ground. But it's just tough because there's a million fucking ways to talk about it, and it's going. How about this? How about this, fish? Why don't you tell uh, our listeners how you abandoned me, your friend? Because when I started Destiny 2, I had this beautiful little homage that told me of all the things I conquered in Destiny 1 and your name showed up next to all of them. You know, when I beat the game when I conquered my first raid, right there with Morgan was fish, fish fish. And you know what? You've abandoned me in Destiny 2. Like I'm just some whore oh, that you've discarded oh in the no. streets after you've had you, your fill. Wow. Yeah, you obviously don't know what happens then. Because we played through a campaign together, and you were you were telling me, "Hey, why why the fuck's your house so noisy, fish? God damn it! Could you tell your family to shut the fuck up?" <laughs> and I was just like, "Okay, like I'll mute myself." And like I just felt like I was annoyed you the whole time. So I was just like, "Well, oh, it's it's obvious Morgan doesn't want to play Destiny Two with me." And, it's the and beard. Broke my heart. It's the beard. It's made him into a mean person. It has. <laughs> it's a small side effect. The doctors warned me it could happen, but mm-hmm. um. playing off my fear of beards. Good mm-hmm. one, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a real? Is that a real thing? Um, I have a thing against people with beards. Okay, and yet you have a goatee and a mustache. But it's because he's evil oh. fish. He replaced the actual fish a few years ago, and none of you noticed. Yeah, it's so because your beard doesn't connect. Never mind. That's that's complicated. I feel like that's a Star Trek refle- reference in the making. <laughs> oh god, I lost track. Well, okay. So here's the clear story. Technically, Fish is partly right. I did his is so. Fish's Ooh. wife was yelling at him to get ready for the movie, and she's like, "Get ready for the movie!" And Fish is like, "Fuck you, bitch! I'm playing Destiny!" And then his kid was like screaming, <laughs> and I was like, I, "I didn't tell his family. Shut the fuck up!" But it was loud, that. and I was we we're and we were playing a story mission, and he was like much higher level. So this is how it frustrated me, right? Remember last podcast? We got on that night, and Fish was like, "Guys, I've been busy." We woke up the next morning, and he was already like six levels higher than me. Like I went to sleep and woke up, and Fish had lapped me. I was having like post traumatic stress from when I was a kid and we played World of Warcraft together and I went to work and came back the next day and Fish was like already max level raiding with people and he left me in the dust by myself. This is what happens when Fish becomes obsessed with a game he just goes so hard into it that I feel like I'm hindering him. Like I am just like an anchor that's slowing down. You're you're noticing that. You're dead weight. (laughs) That's that's the first step. 
And <laughs> at that point, it was just a joke, though. But then the next day, he started telling me about these friends he met at his job who just they were his new raid buddies. And uh, uh, not raid buddies, but no, definitely strike buddies I, and Destiny. Yeah. yeah. And now when I log <laughs> yeah. on to PSN, it's like Fish is already in a party with other strange men and you're not invited. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> usually when fish has strange men over, I am invited. What's happening here? So it was, mm-hmm. it was tough for me. It was, I showed you where that <laughs> truck stop was fish. I can't believe you going without me. Uh, speaking of which we have a playing on that joke. We have a special sound clip for you guys after the show, the very end of the show, if fish allows us to play it, Shay has created a special sound clip that we will play for you at the very end of this podcast. Uh, but that's only if we get permission from Fish, so hang in there. Um, Ooh, I'm curious now. <laughs> I'll play the two over the... Now, um, back to our Destiny it's 2 discussion, one. though. It's a good one, yeah. If they just listen to this whole conversation, they'll think it's pretty funny. Basically, I stole a bunch of voice messages from Fish, sent them to Shay, and then had him work his magic on it. Okay, I think I know what you guys... I'm curious <laughs> what Shay did there. Very it's curious. funny, though. It's funny. Um, and I think our listeners, you know, if they follow this long enough, it might give them a good laugh. But back to the actual game itself, which is what we're fucking talking about. Um, so the way I've been playing it, I'm a little weird than, weirder than most people. Like, the multiplayer stuff does not quite entertain me as much as it once did. Um, like... I'm probably one of the few people that really love the Destiny campaigns. Uh, and, like, when the post-game grind comes in, I like to kind of do the stuff that I can do by myself more. Um, like, for example, the Crucible is just not for me. There's just, like, way too much going on. Like, when you have two or three Guardians using their special at the same time and grenades are flying everywhere, it's just, it's just shit's exploding. I can't even tell what's going on, and I'm not very good at it. So, like, the Crucible's not for me, and the Strikes are really well done. In this game, they're really long and really epic, but like they're just too cons- time-consuming. I don't like to sit down and spend 25 minutes, 30 minutes doing a strike. And if you get stuck with a shitty team, you can like die at the end of the strike, and you have to do it a couple times. So like it's just not. But um, the way I've been playing it is the uh, the events, the public events are pretty cool now, even though they're still kind of repetitive. Oh, yeah. um, they're they're happening all the time, and you can fast travel around the map. So I'll do a public event, and then look on my map and see another public event. It's like about to start, and I fast travel over there, and um, they're really. Cool quick they're like hmm. maybe one or two minutes and sometimes they even spawn into an heroic event and those are how you get some really really good loot and every event you do you get a token that you can then take to whoever the representative is on that world and turn it in for gear and, and stuff like that so um that's cool. that's how i've been spending a lot of my time uh is doing a lot of those public events and kind of exploring yeah. the, the worlds after the campaign what about you fish actually i've been doing the same thing but I was doing that along the way as I was finishing up the campaign. <clears throat> and, yeah, th- those are, like you said, a lot of fun, and they're quick and easy. Like, they only last about three, five minutes, um, not one to two minutes. That's way too quick, unless you were rolling with a bunch of people that yeah. were. If there's, if there's three or four people <laughs> that, that show up, it can go fast. But, yeah, it's, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a fun way to enjoy it because you're exploring around, you're going from area to area. Um, sometimes, like, some of the public events aren't near a spawn point, so you have to do a little bit of traveling to the next yeah, one. Um, typically, like, I'll I'll avoid those if, like, another one's going to spawn somewhere else just because I'm a little lazy and don't want to do the legwork. But sometimes, like, I'll take the long way over there and just hop on my sparrow and 
uh, jet over there, but uh, they're kind of like yeah, the events in Diablo, right? They're kind of like, remember the random events in Diablo. They're sort of like that. Um, like in Diablo, it'd be like you'd walk oh. through an area you've been through, and it'd be they like had world events in the first one. Did they just? Well, yeah, they, they, they're more they're they're more frequent now. And okay. like, remember before you had to like go to like Did a website that tell timers? you. When... Yeah, because that was, yeah, it was very yeah. unuser friendly. Because yeah, you yeah. need to go online to check timers for everything. Now you like pull next. up a map and you can yeah now you pull up a map you can see them when they're starting where they're at That's you can nice. even highlight them as like a quest marker and yeah. um and you can fast travel cool. around the map to get closer to them so yeah cool cool it sounds like they aped a lot of that right from the last um what's it the um, taking thinking no, no well or no some of that from but from uh the last uh world of warcraft expansion because they added in oh uh, okay. world quests that would spawn just around the map um yeah and they were just a great way to keep you in there more than just like a daily quest that would be the same thing over and over again it would just be random stuff anywhere around the world um mm-hmm. so yeah that's how i got my exotic i got a my first exotic last night that i got naturally was from uh one of those public events and it's exotic Engram. It's beautiful. But the fucked up thing is, they do still do that thing where they tell you if somebody else nearby you gets an exotic Engram. And that fucking drives me crazy. Because I'll, I'll be, I was grinding events all day and it's like, Jack562 got an exotic Engram. I was like, I don't give a fuck if that guy got an exotic Engram. He's not me. I don't care about him. Don't fucking tease me with that. We opened the same chest. We shoved our fucking guardian hands in the same hole and he pulled up an exotic and I pulled up nothing. And that fucking enraged ages me <sighs> sorry gotta get to the chest quicker man well it, i don't think that has anything to do with it right it's just random yeah it is <laughs> um but they're, they're fun they're like yeah. little treasure boxes part of the issue is your time. tiny hands it's just harder to grab oh uh, yeah well look at the josh i don't have tiny hands that's one thing i don't have <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just ask fish these are big man hands. Um, Shay just constantly just looks at me weird. And just, now that I have him on webcam, he never says anything. It's just when I say gross things, he just looks at me funny. And it's really unnerving. <laughs> I, I don't think anything needs to be said. I think all that okay. needs to happen is for you to get those weird looks. I know. That's what sucks about having you guys on mute sometimes. I say weird things and there's no awkward chuckles. There's no anything. It's just me saying something weird and then silence. And it's fucking... I just, I don't know what to think. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why people are yelling. I don't, I don't get it. So That's true. You will. You will eventually. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been doing. But like a lot of the post game grind. I mean, it's it's gonna be a grind. So I'm curious to see how that. I'm curious to see how you you think about a lot of these things, Josh. We had this big debate, and I want to get Fish's thought on this as well. And, and I'm just curious how you're gonna perceive this, Josh, when you finally get to it. But there's this kind of weird leveling curve in the game where, um, so the argument me and Fish had was I started playing with him, and I was much farther in the story, but he was a pretty higher level, and he was yelling at me. He was like, "Dude, you're not even doing the side quest. You're not even appreciating the world that they've built for you. What the fuck is your problem?" And then I was like, "Well, I just want to play the story. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, I'll go back and do the side quest later." But the problem is that um, there, if you go back into the side quest later, the rewards are pretty much not worth your time, which is unfortunate because they're 
actually pretty interesting. And this is what tricked me. I went to start a site. I figured this out, Fish, because you were wondering why I wasn't doing a lot of these new adventure quests or whatever, because um, they're actually pretty good. When you start one of those, it seemed to be exactly like the patrols from the first game, and I just thought they were going to be crap. For example, it's just like a staff sticking out of the ground. You walk up to it, you start the quest, and the first part of that quest was like, shoot 10 fallen or whatever. And when I started one, I was like, well, this seems dumb. I guess they didn't fix that shit. And I dropped it and just kept doing the story. Well, little did I know that that was just one small phase of a much longer mission. After I killed those 10 fallen, it had me go to this weird cave and find this boss and do this. I, you know, they're, they're actually really good and interesting. Um, but the philosophical thing that people are having issues with is that all those side quests, if you do the main story, they're going back and doing them is not worth your time because they only, they give you like blues basically. Um, and and fish was having that issue where he just did everything patiently which was fine i my uh, my assumption is that you did all the worlds all the side quests and just took your time no, on your i didn't do all of them like i just yeah. enjoyed i i just picked up whatever was along the way if there was something you know too far out of reach or not along the uh the the main path or the main story like i, I didn't bother with them i just wanted yeah. to get a feel for each area so i would do just a couple of things like a public event or one of the lost sectors and stuff like mm. that um hmm. i mean it's interesting it's kind of the first game had the same problem but with the main campaign because you yeah. could you could hit max level long before you finish the campaign but the campaign had set rewards um so you'd get to mm-hmm. the end and they'd give you a weapon that was like for level 14. Um, yeah. So, I mean, well, there's even weirder stuff now. Like I finished the, I had a point in the story where I was, it was challenging, but I was doing it. And then it said, you can't do the next story mission until you're level 15. So I had to level up twice before I could do the next story. And it, that seemed intentional because there's other things you opened up at level 15, but it was mm-hmm. weird that the game was like, Hey, hey you're, you're getting ahead of yourself. Slow down. Um, I'm never quite sure how to feel about games doing that. It's not necessarily bad because there's a lot of fun stuff you can do in the game to get experience, and it's a fun game. So I'm not like sitting here saying that it's wrong, but philosophically, it's just interesting to me yeah. how they like decide to gate things off. Can you still yeah, unlock it, like the harder difficulties as you go? Like, so if you accidentally overlevel, you could just bump up the difficulty, or is that not an option yet? No. Mm, uh, th- no, that's not in the game actually. Yeah. Hmm. You just the only the only thing I've seen that in is in the nightfall and you could do a normal which is like 240 power level or you could do the hard which is I think 300 power level. Yeah. Um but that's the only thing that I've seen where you could change the difficulty on a certain uh event that you do. Um, like doing the campaign, like in the first one, yeah, you could choose between normal, hard, and then yeah. eventually you could even open up other ones. But, yeah. um, yeah, this one doesn't have any of that. Huh. It, I, I, I'm, I'm under the impression though, I think that doesn't really matter at this point. Like everything kind of scales to you because, yeah. uh, the time it takes to kill like a, a, a Vex out in the, out, out on patrol is the same as killing a vex in the story. Like the the, hmm. I don't think so. Instead much of even of giving difference. you the option, it just automatically picks what. Well, 
is going to be there. We can't tell if it scales, but Fish is right. It doesn't seem like... I went back and did my... Um, I had passed up on my Titan subclass, so I went back and did the quest for it. And they have these really cool quests for like obtaining your subclass now, which is cool. Um, hmm. But uh, when you go back to do it, like the biggest thing I noticed is well, I was still getting hurt pretty badly, but there was much, much less enemies... Because the way the game scales up is toward the end of the game, you're getting surrounded by waves, waves of like cabal and enemies, right? In the beginning of the game, because of the progression, it's usually just like a small wave or two as it increases. So the, the enemies weren't necessarily all super easy, but they was just like much quicker and it just felt awkward. And look, I don't know if there's a good way for them to do it. I don't know. Like they don't, they have this, you get a little bit of anxiety because you want to go everywhere. Like I, you want to do all the quests. You want to do the story because it's pretty interesting. And there's these set pieces. You want to probably do strikes and like, there's so many cool things to do in this game that it's like stressful for me. Like I was like, ah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about this game is you could just jump out there and you could be doing whatever. And it just feels natural to you. It all comes to you kind of organically. Um, whereas, um, like for for instance, like you could just set up a camp at like one of the planets, uh, pop one of those scout reports from that you buy from Cade, and just explore the whole area, picking mm -hmm. up you know chess and um, doing the public events. I just I, I don't know uh, the way I play is like the gameplay is solid, and it's just fun to actually shoot shit in this game. So just roaming around there's plenty of stuff for you to shoot so you might as well just explore every nook and cranny of that world do a little bit of platform in you know yeah um, i just wish they incentivized like the side quests more like when you beat the game if you're gonna go back and do them i just wish there's a little more incentive like hey if you do these side quests you have a chance at a, a legendary ingram or something you know what i mean i just wish that there was well they found I mean, are you still are you still in like the open world where you just anything you kill would have a random chance for something like that it's possible yeah if i All went right. back and played those op i should do that as an experiment if i go back and play those early side quests with my level whatever light level character now mm -hmm. i could probably get legendary drops from anything technically hmm. um but see it's very mysterious how the drops in this game work because like in diablo you know when you see a yellow enemy that that guy is a higher chance of dropping like an elite you know he's a higher chance of dropping something special right I don't know what the math is in Destiny. Like, I've had legendaries drop from a variety of things, and I don't know, you know, it's not like when I see a certain enemy, I get excited, like, okay, this guy has a better chance of dropping something good. I don't know what the secret math is back there. It's kind of unclear. Well, it's, it's also the same in Diablo 3, whereas, like, in Diablo 3, you could bust open uh, a crate and yeah. a legendary could pop out. So, I mean, But you know when chance. you fight an elite, there's a better chance of that happening, right? Yeah. Definitely, and there actually is in Destiny too. Like, if you fight, um, if you go, if you're out on patrols and uh -huh. you see like, um, uh, some I forgot what the message is, but a message pops up and it says so and so, um, some high high level is running uh -huh. or has made an appearance. It, it's uh, it's usually a boss type enemy that has a yellow bar. So they they have a big chunk of health, and whenever you down them, they actually spawn a chess out of them. Oh, okay. You've, I haven't even unlocked patrols this. yet. So patrols are worth doing? Uh, well, no, I'm thinking of... No, not patrols. The worlds. I meant worlds, not patrols. But, yeah, you do unlock uh, patrols, and they're the same thing as in Destiny 1. Oh, so, yeah. On the way yeah. 
Why would anyone want to unlock those? <laughs> the crazy people want well, to patrol. I did. The thing is, it's like yeah, you Grey do the patrols from, from uh, Game of Thrones. Patrol. <laughs> live my life on patrol. Sorry. No, you could do those patrols uh, in if you're doing like a public event. Yeah, pick up the patrol mission, and usually that patrol mission will pertain to the enemy types that you're fighting there. I usually just do the ones that drop like a certain thing that you're going yeah. for. There, less time to actually do. There's some pretty cool. Like, there's these little blue quests that you get after you beat the game, where like when you go back and start them, like the people you get in the world actually reference like that you've beaten the game, and like they talk to you in in a manner that's. Um, like it's very it it feels like the world has changed a little bit and then there's things you can do after that of course i mean there's just so much to do there's so much to do in this game it's it's over and that's the thing though i mean i'm grinding away fish and i'm every i get something that drops every now and then it's a little stronger a little stronger i've been playing like crazy and i'm only like light level 335 or 40 or whatever so i know you've been playing a lot of fucking destiny that's what i know unless you got some Mm -hmm. sort of magical secret path um uh well, here's a tip for you, Morgan. You could you could attain blues, and as long as you equip the highest level power level all the way up to I think two sixty, that's when you actually hit the soft cap. So where you're at right now, as long as you just keep equipping gear that's higher in power level, you're gonna be jumping up really quickly. Um, it's not that quick. I mean, you jump, but it's like I played four hours last night, and I went up like maybe ten. Levels. Well, it. It slows down a bunch then, if you don't like that analogy. Like it, it, it's like where I'm at right now, going from two sixty five to where I'm at two seventy four, took me. A, you, there's these quests, weekly quests now that you ha- unlock after you beat the game. That when you do those, they give you uh, 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 vastly better uh, legendaries or exotics. Mm-hmm. As opposed to what you get randomly in the world, and those yeah. are specifically made so you could break those um, little uh, gates, I guess, it, as far as power level. So mm. it wasn't until I got to two seventy four did I actually start getting legendaries that are now two sixty seven. So, so the game kind of just uh, scales with you, and it, it makes the grind a lot harder once you get up to two sixty. Yeah. And it slows down quite a bit, but um, there are some guides out there, like on Reddit. Um, some people like figured out certain order of doing quests and stuff like that to min max your time and um, making it more efficient to getting to uh, higher power levels. Yeah. No, that's true. Well, I would say this. A couple quick things we can move on. Um, I would say that philosophically, the, the issue I have is I love playing the game and I love finding the special loot, but I'm less interested in the things that the high-level loot gives you. Like, the raid, I'd like to do it once. You know what I mean? And, like, maybe I'll try Nightfall, but I'm not as interested in what people are climbing for. And let's be honest, if you're grinding in Destiny, you're grinding for end 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 game right otherwise you're just grinding for a higher number and no one does that so if i really start to look at at why i'm grinding it's like for me personally it's a game where i just enjoy finding cool drops and and experiencing new guns and new things in the world and once i've experienced enough of it i'm just going to get bored because i don't really care enough about the end end game but people like fish are more interested in the nightfalls and the raids and stuff and a lot of people are to be fair 
So for me as a gamer, though, I think I will probably burn out a little bit quicker um, or start another character or something because that's what I enjoy most for it. But if you think about it, Fish, that's what you're grinding for, right? All that hard work, all those numbers, that's what you're shooting for, right? The nightfalls, the raids? Uh, yeah, eh, no, you're right. Like, eventually, you know, those nightfalls. Well, the nightfalls, they've changed up the nightfalls. You haven't experienced them yet, but... No, I haven't. Because you wouldn't let have me. A time. You know, I wasn't good well, enough for your group. <laughs> yeah, you know, of course not. You were, you're a lower light level or yeah. Power see, level, so you, that's another you thing that stresses me out. Like, I if I don't play this that's, game every moment Morgan. every day, my friend who I can't get him to play two hours of Sonic Mania over the course of seven days has lapped me so far. It stresses me out. Like, I can't even catch up with people to fucking play with him. It's like, don't you ever feel like a stress when you play Destiny Fish, where you feel like you got to catch up to people? No. Oh, I enjoy it. Like, I take my time with it. I enjoy the combat. Like, I love what I'm playing. And the grind is there. It's always there. When, you're play- when you log into Destiny, Morgan, you're already grinding. Mm-hmm. You're grinding. You're, you're putting in the time. So, but if your friends like, were 20 levels higher than you, wouldn't you be stressed to try and catch up with them? No, not really, because Destiny isn't going away. I mean, it... The, your way of thinking is you think you can, you have to play all this stuff within the first week, and um, a lot of there's a lot of veterans or Destiny One people out there that just know what they want out of the game and they want to be able to do the raid as soon as it drops. And yeah. um, a lot a lot of people, I mean, they really haven't changed much in the game either. Yeah, as far as like. There's going to be someone playing it, someone to play with for the next eight and a half years, Morgan. So don't 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 worry. You'll you'll have plenty of time. So yeah, it's it's not a complaint against the game by any means. I just personally feel stressed. Like I said, F- Fish has destroyed me because he, like most Destiny people, are passionate about this game. They sleep. Fish told me he went through a couple days where he slept for two hours a night, two days in a row, because he was playing so much Destiny. He got sick. Yep. He sent me a message where he was sick. He was ill from playing I'm Destiny. Still sick. <laughs> I'm still sick. But that's most because I've ever had. He most. That's what I'm saying. He wants to play it so badly that everything falls to the wayside, and that's what Destiny does to people. That's what it does, Josh. It's a fucking insane thing. It's gonna happen to you, Shay. You're next. <laughs> I don't think so. All those Japanese girls on Twinder, uh, Twinder, Tinder, you might swipe left. Uh, I got a raid tonight, girls. Left is no, right? Wouldn't I technically not want to be on it then if I was playing? Don't even waste time being on that. Um, your logic has fallen through. Well, I'd figure you'd look at it out of curiosity, maybe. Uh Who's interested, uh you know? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyways, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a it's a great game. Uh, but the cool thing is we can like we can love it for different reasons. Like Fish is more invested in that kind of stuff, and he can put more into it. I love it for a lot of the same reasons, but I want different things out of it as more of a single player kind of thing. Um, and I feel bad because a lot of people in Sword Chomp on our Instagram hit me up and they want to play with me, and I probably will play with some of them. But I always feel bad because it's hard for me to like arrange an exact time to play with somebody. And like you know, Fish is my best friend, and when I try to play with him, it was just his wife and his kids screaming at us the whole time in the headset, and it just wasn't working. So <laughs> I, I keep giving. I, keep I giving can, I can only bad, imagine. But. 
Yeah. You need it's to, just those uh, headsets. They pick up everything, man. Yeah, you have to <laughs> change your change your sensitivity settings on there. I had to turn mine like all the way down. Back when the back and on the PS3. I was, I was just being. Grumpy. It's weird that his new friends can deal with it, but you can't. Mm. 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 It's true. Mm. Fish has moved on. Moved away. Hey, I was. I'm still in the same clan. We're still slightly repressed. Are you getting me credit? You're getting clan rep for slightly repressed? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And you actually get pretty good uh, stuff out of it, too. Nice. I'm curious, Maybe... how, I'm curious how it goes. It translates over to PC. Like, it won't. There's no way. Yeah, there's nothing nothing to base it uh, off well, of. Well. I'll have to make thing, a new one. Uh, it sucks, Josh. Is, the thing is, is they carried over all your characters uh, from Destiny One to Destiny Two. Like they, they, they have the same face and everything. Um, just you know, start out at level one and power level one hundred. Um, I'm curious what they do on the PC as far as that goes. Like, there's no way, I guess, for them to pull that data in there unless they actually use their servers uh, with the PC as well. Yeah, it would be cool to get some of that credit for it. But it's cool, Josh. Like, you get clan rewards now. Like, if Fish does enough stuff, I might get a legendary Ingram or something like that from what I was reading. I don't know the depth of it, but you get, like, a lot of yeah. cool clan rewards and stuff. Like, last night I got a – um, is this true, Fish? When you go to turn in an exotic Ingram, you can click on it and see what you might get from it? Is that a real thing? Or am I an misunderstanding? Exotic? Yeah. Um, I was I was listening to the Bombcast today, and they were talking about how they – they could tell what they were going to get from their Ingram or something like that. You could um, do that at the vendors, like um, at the vendors, like okay. the guns, or like the gunsmith, or like any of the, the the leader types in all the different planets that you turn in all the materials to for. But they wouldn't have exotics though. No, they have legendaries, but you could click on that legendary Ingram that they have and mm. see your possible. Oh, see what it might become. The... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for legendaries, but I never I actually thought... clicked on exotic. Yeah, they were talking about getting hard light and stuff. We should. Oh, we can. We don't. We can look at that off air because I don't want to waste time on the podcast with like speculation. But um, that would be crazy. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, my favorite. Just for the record, before we move on, my favorite gun so far has been a uh, sunshot. It's this crazy. A hand cannon. It's not a revolver, Josh. You're right. I'm not really as big into revolvers as I was joking. A hand cannons, though. This gun is incredible. And they do a good job. They give you a couple exotics in the quest, uh, in the main quest, uh, that are pretty cool, and you can actually just beef them up later. Um, I got Risk Runner last night, Fish. Have you seen that one yet? Um, oh, yeah. The submachine gun? Yeah. That... I really like it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I've heard some good things about it, actually. Like, submachine guns are almost like trying to handle a, a, a fireman's hose and it just goes all over the place. I'm not me. used to that at all. So it's, it's problematic for me. Hmm. Um, no, my favorite so far, eh, it's tough. What's your it's best, what's one. your most exciting exotic drop so far? What's your, what's your big drop? Well, they've reused some, some of the, uh, exotics from the first one. And one, one of them that I got That's was cool. hard light. But they changed it up to where you could switch between elementals on there. So it goes into your energy slot, but you could switch it between arc damage or solar damage or void damage, which is really handy. Could you and, not do that before? Uh, or was it, did, did it just drop no. a random chance? Which one? Uh, I, no. I know there was some. Or they just ricocheted. Before. The bullets just ricocheted off stuff, didn't they? Is that what it was before? What am I they thinking of? Yeah. I can't remember what it is. It still I'm, does that. Oh. 
I know there was there were a few weapons you could switch the elemental type. I can't remember what they were though. It's been so long. Um, yeah, they made hard light like something people actually yeah. want now, which makes me laugh. Because <laughs> I know I <laughs> yeah, it's I know I had like a uh, it was like a warlock only weapon that you could switch between void and solar. Uh, yeah, there probably is, but I don't remember yeah. the name. Come on, fish! You know everything forever. about destiny. Jesus Christ! He said a warlock Fire. weapon. I don't play a warlock. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't have the coordination for it. Oh, there we go again. Boom! Shay got what? you. Now Josh is getting you today. <laughs> it's flabbergasted. Nothing. <laughs> nothing came out. I, I will retort. All right. So, um. Anyways, we can move on for now. Josh, looking forward to you playing. When, what's the PC release date, Josh? Uh, it's about a month from now. Fuck, I think a God little over it. a month. All right. Well, it's fine. I've got plenty it. of time. Oh, before I'm going to have any internet always... worth playing it off of anyway. So That's true. That's true. And, you know, I, I gave Shay a deal. I, I mailed him a bunch of stuff that cost $170, and I said he only has to pay me back 100 if he goes and plays Destiny 2. So he's considering my proposition. Literally free. That's a free video game if he takes it up. But yeah, you know, I'm definitely considering it. I'm absolutely considering it. I'm wholeheartedly considering it. I don't like your attitude there. <laughs> Speaking of that package I sent you, Jay. Uh, Jay. Hey, Jay. How you doing, Jay? Um. <laughs> uh, good, brah. How you doing? Uh, That's how Jay talks. Apparently, like it's Jay. Retarded. Jay, surfer. dude, bro. Yeah. <laughs> He's a retarded yeah. surfer. He no, slammed his head say, on the water one too many times. We don't say retarded. I corrected fish Sorry, last mentally time. disabled. Thank you. Thank you. But in this in case, you're you know, it's just, I think it applies for surfers. I mean, everyone else, it's very offensive. But if you're... <laughs> I think that's the medical term. Mm. You might be right. Um, I may be wrong, though. It's, um, you, just mean, you just mean he went... No, I don't know. I don't know. I was gonna push that in a weird direction. I don't want to do it. Um, but, <laughs> but um, it's Shay. When I sent your uh, big package to you, uh, in the mail, um, I I gotta tell you, I stole one of your deodorants that you had me ship over to you in Japan because I know your deodorants are not great over there. Um, no, they're not. I had so I sent Shay a bunch of like shampoos and deodorants and stuff like that. Um, I sent him some games, but like I stole one of his deodorants cause I had packed up the box and it fell out of the box. So I was like, well, I might as well just keep it. Right. And it said Wolfthorn on it. <laughs> it fell out. It said Wolfthorn. I was like, I used to have a spray that was Wolfthorn. I got to tell you, Shay, this deodorant, I'm mm-hmm. not a fan. I'm not a fan. This is why it what? smells. It smells like a fruit roll up. It smells like I'm rolling a fruit roll up on my armpit and it's distracting. Like I, I put it on my armpits and I sat on the couch and Shelby was like, oh, did you eat some candy? Do you, and I'm like, no, this is my fucking armpit. Smell this. And she's like, oh man, I kind of want to eat your armpit. But like, that's not the response that I'm hoping for from my, my girlfriend. So mm-hmm. have you ever used these ones before? Wait, these what? Wolf- you don't want you- someone to find you smelling good? That's I don't want her to, so no, I don't want her to eat my armpit. I don't want her to eat my armpit. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't it makes smell her think enough. Of food. I smell good enough just on my own for people to want to eat my armpit. It's mm. a genuine problem just walking through a store. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Is they just suck the armpit juice off your arm mm-hmm. hair? Yeah, just walking through there, and all of a sudden there's something hanging off your sleeve. It's kind oh. of 
Yeah. Does it happen a lot in Walmart? It's getting weird, man. Walmart seems problematic. It's getting really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like near the produce, especially. I don't know why. Probably because people just know they're more in gear around there already. They're just, you know. Is it is it like those fish that hang it? around? What are they called? Remora? It's, what are those fish, Shay, that hang on the bigger fish and they suck remora? to them? What are they called? Remora. Yeah. Is it like remora, but with people? Yeah. Yeah, exactly okay. like that. See, fit this. So I love having webcam. Fish move toward the microphone as if to say something, and then quickly moved away. Like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, well, I was just gonna say that those fish in, in real life. Like, I think Josh just named the Pokemon type. That was it. But I think you were looking for the real type, which is uh, pilot fish. No, oh. I thought they're. It's very specific. To Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we got a, We have a debate here. Everyone, stop and go straight oh, to no. your phones. Well, it's oh, Remora does do that. I think I'm pretty sure Remora is a, a Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Wait, no, no, no. Remora is based off of a. It's a but it evolves into an octopus. Oh, oh. <laughs> what's that say? Okay, I think Remora. fish. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Pokemon okay, is called. I think the Pokemon is, is it also called just Remora? Because that'd be really unoriginal. No, it's called Remoraid, fish. Come on. Okay, it. I'm fucking up big time here. Look, I'll just shut up. You're fine. See, you shouldn't have said something about the webcam. <laughs> Remoraid. Well, we learn. Yeah. It's okay to learn on the podcast. We're learning. No, I'm not. I don't like it. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want to learn. Fuck that learning shit. Not about that. I um, did that once. <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> not, not, not a fan of that whole learning thing. Uh, as we transition here to a pretty fun topic, our bio break portion of the show. Um, this is a pretty interesting story that I wanted to read you guys. So I wanted to talk to you guys about this. The animals are a discussion of the week, right? And the reason I started thinking about this was very rarely, as most men who live with a woman can tell you, or women that live with a man can tell you, is that sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night and you have the most incredible sex. And I started wondering why. Like, it's just, it feels like you're in a dream when that happens. And it's very rare. And I know, Shay, I I don't know when's the last time you lived with a woman in your house for, like, a prolonged period of time. Um, But I'm not saying that as, like, a negative thing. Just, like, I don't know when the last time. Because it doesn't happen very often. It's like a shiny Pokemon. It's very rare. Sometimes you just wake up at like two in the morning and both of you are in this weird dream state and you want it and it feels like you're having sex with the same person, but that you're in a dream and it's very intense. It, first of all, do you guys know what I'm talking about? I never had sex. It's called sex, Morgan. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take Wait. it as a yes. Come on, please. Don't tell me that you guys. You no? Yeah, it's called sex, Morgan. In the Morgan. middle of That's the night? What... <sighs> all right. I'm going to continue with this article. No, no, no. I'll, uh, I'll entertain you. I, I do that every once in a while. I'll wake up horny and <laughs> I want to wanna get me some nookie. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm necessarily in a green state. <laughs> yeah. That's why I bought a body pillow. That goes in line with when he did Fred some... Durst last week. Nookie. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan wasn't lying. I got Limp biscuit on vinyl. That's true. Uh, it was not a joke. <laughs> um... Those those West Borland riffs are much warmer on vinyl. Um, 
Okay, now I fucked myself up. Go on. Yeah, so when you, that happens to you, Fish, do you feel perfectly normal, other than being a little groggy? Um, you know, you're not all there. Like, you're still kind of like in a, in a sleepy kind of dream type of trance uh, while you're doing it, and it is slightly more erotic, I would say. Definitely, especially if you just wake up and you feel real horny. Or, like, uh, for my case, like, me and my wife are talking about doing something later, and we both end up passing out, and then uh, just waking up, and just, like, I guess that thought is still prevailing in my head somewhere in the back, and so I just, you know, get to... uh That thought's just hanging out in the back of your head, just chilling, waiting for the right You just wake up and take her to pound town, baby. Oh, yeah. Can't live with blue balls. Even though and you can't sleep with blue balls either, apparently. No, no. That's very painful. Yeah. Josh, do you have anything you'd like to add into this before I read the article about your personal own personal Go life? ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I'm curious to see where you're going with this. Cause... Okay. I know it seems weird, but when, I, when this happened to me, and it's happened a few times, and me and my girlfriend started talking about it, we started thinking about why it is that we feel like we're in this weird sort of dream sexual state. And the first thing I looked up, it's called hypnagogia, okay? This is a real thing. It's called hypnagogia is the experience of the transitional state from wakefulness to sleep, okay? The hypnagogic state of consciousness during the onset of sleep. A mental phenomena that occurred during this threshold of consciousness. The phase include lucid thought, lucid dreaming, hallucinations, and sometimes sleep paralysis. Now, that... The reason this came up is as I was thinking that, I Googled it and I found this article. Do you guys know who Lucy Liu is? She was a famous actress, particular for a while. I think she was on The View as well. Um, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, but do you guys remember who that was? Mm-hmm. She was in Charlie's Angels yes. as well. Kill Bill. A very uh, smart, beautiful woman. Um, this article, it says, the ecstasy, the ecstasy of Lucy Liu, erotic encounters in hypnagogia. This is a real article. I'll make a video on this later. In 1999, actress Lucy Liu had sex with a heavenly figure, or so she claimed in an interview with Us Weekly. She's not shy about what happened either. She was laying down on the couch for a nap and felt an unknown presence on top of her. What followed was a pleasurable spell of lovemaking. It was sheer bliss. I felt everything, she said. I climaxed, and then he floated away. It sounds sensational, but Lucy Liu's account is actually very much in line with the experience of millions of contemporary dreamers. Lucy Liu's amorous ghost is probably a subset of the incubus encounter or the incubus myth, a nocturnal meeting with an otherworldly creature that sits on your chest or otherwise gets all up in your business while you're laying in bed. The entity can take the shape of known mythological figures, ghosts, demons, or weird human-animal hybrids. Often the encounter can be fearful, as described as a supernatural assault, but not always. For some, it's pleasurable, resulting in orgasms and bliss. Now, the science of the incubus is the interesting part, okay? And you guys have heard the incubus myth, right? Of course. Usually, the dreamer feels awake and aware and may even have their eyes open when the encounter begins. Known formally as REM intrusion into stage one sleep, this realistic vision is often called hypnagogic imagery or a hallucination. Many people who feel these encounters also get the more unpleasant side of this mismatch where they get some of that sleep paralysis in which the paralyzing effect of the REM intrusion into wakefulness results in terrifying nightmares. Um... 
But I'm not going to read this whole article, but I'm sure you guys have gathered from all that that there's a, there's a science to this where you're stuck in this weird state of consciousness. And some people basically have these powerful sexual hallucinations by themselves. You can engage with your partner while this is happening. It's a transitional state of the mind. This is why it feels like you're in a dream. And that's what got me thinking. I've been having this a lot, and it's really incredible. It's just incredible. It's like the best sex you've ever had. It's better than drug sex. It's better than all kinds of sex. Haven't had sex in six. It's, it's, it's the best. And I was just wondering if you guys, our listeners might be thinking while they're hearing me talk about this, I've been through that, or I haven't, or wow. Like have, does, and that's why I brought this up. Have you guys experienced anything like this at all, or how do you feel about this whole bringing light to the incubus myth? I'm... Just gonna start off here by saying I'm a much bigger fan of fucking conscious people, but uh, you know, whatever floats <laughs> your boat. I knew that was coming. I knew that was gonna happen. That's what Shelby said. She's like, someone's gonna accuse you of fucking an unconscious person. I'm like, no. <laughs> but to be fair, it is consensual i mean obviously the idea is that yes both partners are consensual if the other person is completely unconscious that's obviously creepy and wrong i want to get that on the table so they're making a a joke josh there is truth to that some people have it's called uh sexomnia i think i can look it up i think it's called sexomnia where some people do engage in that while they're sleeping and the other partner is not awake and that is creepy and weird and that is actually something people have a serious issue with that's real um but Barring that both people are conscious, it is basically like having sex inside of a dream. And usually you have the lighting, too, coming in your window. That soft moonlight glow just rippling across your naked bodies. Yeah, that's that's the best sex ever. It is, right? It's the best. <laughs> it is, yeah. Have you had one of those recently, Morgan? Yes, that's what inspired it. I had it, like, two nights ago. And as it was happening, I literally remember thinking, like, I have never been this turned on. I've never, like, it started, like, when it starts, you almost don't know who you're doing it with. Like, at first, right? You're almost like, it's like you, it's like, this is the best way to explain it. It's like you're peeling out of a dream, and the start of the dream is a sex dream, right? But you're peeling away into consciousness and reality while continuing the act. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's... That's how I, I, at least, like, that's a good way of, to describe how it feels whenever you first start doing it. And then, I don't know, like, uh, I'd imagine it's a lot better for the partner who's not necessarily awake at the, at the beginning, but, you know, uh, you're a gentleman, so, you, of course, you, you wake her up and uh, get the permission and then just kind of, Go back into that dream state, I guess. Unless, of course, you just went to town straight out of the dream, Morgan. No, no, like, my girlfriend, the way she tells me is she's always, like, she always asks for more midnight sex. And I'm like, I can't plan it. It's got to happen naturally. Like, usually when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm, like, kind of cranky. I'm actually not normally in the mood. And, like, it just doesn't work for me. But when that happens, when I'm taken over by this hypnogasia, I'm in that transitional phase and... When she looks at me, she's like, that's all you have to know to know I'm down. Because she's like, Morgan, I always want middle of the night sex. Always. Always. No matter what. So I have the pass right there, right? But she's like, also, if I'm looking at you, I'm obviously conscious and awake. But that's her favorite kind as well. So that's that's the only reason I started looking it up is because 
we both wanted it, but you can't plan it. There's no way you can go to sleep and say, I hope I wake up in that weird dream state. You know, it's all up to the chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I mean, you got to look at your habits, like whatever. Like for me, like if I do a lot of heavy drinking that night and go to bed, like usually I'll wake up at like 3 a.m. in the morning, just like almost wide awake. And um, a lot of people like it's actually described as like um, a moment of clarity, I think is uh, what it's called. But it it wakes me up from my sleep, which is weird. And, like, you're almost just wide awake. Um, but w- whenever that happens, like, you know, uh, if I'm feeling randy, like, I'll go ahead and just pull down the pants. <laughs> it's a perk of the marriage life. And I mean this, Shay, in all seriousness. Whenever you, like, finally settle down, if it ever happens, the chances of it incurring is higher because you sleep with that person every single night. It's an odds game, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Here's, I'll, I'll say a few, a few small segments, and then I'll leave it as it is. First off, this has nothing to do with biology. This is more psychology and just... Phys- physiology, I guess that's a subset of biology. biology. But I guess I, I I view this as more pseudo. I view this as more pseudoscience than anything, to be honest with you. Because I would love, I would love for you to give me multiple studies regarding this. Not to say that it's not true, but common sense to me dictates that an incubus is what's called a mythical creature. For a reason, because it doesn't exist. Well, yeah, the incubus is not real. I agree with that. I'm just saying that what people used to interpret as the incubus was probably just them being in a very um, strong state of hypnagogia and engaging in some sort of sexual hallucination. It was a lucid dream and an excuse for it, so God wouldn't smite them down. See, and that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's just a lucid dream, or it's just a simple case of someone's having a very strong dream. And then comes in a reality, and because because you're not quite awake, you're quite not quite asleep. It kind of reality kind of blends together. That makes yes. more sense to me, and that's yes. fu- that's fair. That's fair mm-hmm. to some extent. I would love to see again. I would love to see studies of that but, if yeah. there have been studies. But man, I, I, I it, Shay. well, it's the whole real. issue is that it, the whole issue is that there's no way you could study it without it being. Just yeah. what what was your experience there's, of there's this? Gonna, there's nothing yeah. like there's going to be a level of bias. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and th- those those tests and or those studies and that's I think the hardest part about this for me to believe is they're not entirely testable. They're not entirely viable because you're going off the information of other people, and that mm-hmm. those are never the best way to quantify or qualitatively analyze something like this that's not to say that it doesn't exist that's not to say there's not any validity within these this this quote-unquote i don't know what you not even syndrome but event but i I hate being buzz killington here but i just i think it's a simple case of people either 
have lucid dream and enter it, or they don't remember their dream, because that's also very viable. And then in that semi-awake, semi-asleep state, end up having sex. And they attribute yes, it to but that's, that. That's it, though. You're right. That's the thing. It's not really even a study. It's just the article I brought up with her was just, I thought, an interesting uh, way to kind of tell the story around the story. The real story is you're right, Shay. I think it's just when two people are half awake, half asleep, and they engage in sex, why is it so incredible? And it's because you're still in a transitional phase of consciousness and you're engaging in something as powerful as sex. That's, that's the only thing, my major takeaway. Sure. And I think that just harkens actually to a more broad generalization of the brain is a very interesting thing. You can bring it back to memories um, and how and memory retention and plasticity of the brain. Um, and that definitely relates to this topic of basically how how we remember things and how we kind of redesign those memories to fit whatever we want. And then once we start to believe that reconceptualized memory that becomes in turn the reality so i could think you know i went to bed woke up and my significant other was wanting to get intimate so i got intimate and i reimagine it imagine it as i was in this dreamlike state when a succubus came and licked candy off my nipples and then it formulates into this having sex with my significant other, and then that becomes the reality because I have reimagined it as such. And therein lies the power of our brain. And I think that's probably the you, more interesting thing. You had me. You had me up until the, I planted this in my own head, and that's why I believe this. You had me up until that point, and then you what completely I mean, that's, lost. Well, I don't know. That's a good part of it if you're – a lot of this is just – how susceptible you are to hypnosis as well, because I don't know. Like I, once I'm half awake, I'm a completely awake. Like, cause I'm in enough control of lucid dreaming that if I am ever mm. lucid dreaming and notice it, well, you can just, you can instantly wake up unless you're, unless it's kind of like can't. what Fish was saying. Yeah, no, you're right, Josh. It's kind of like what Fish was saying. You're only, it only usually works for like the first, I'd say, couple minutes of the sexual experience in my take. After about, I'd say, five to five minutes or so of being into the, usually after a little bit after penetration or where, however long you've been doing stuff, you do become more conscious. Um, that does happen, and you do become more and more and more conscious till by the time you're done, you're usually mostly awake. But depending on your state, it can take a while to get there. Anyways... We can move on. Good talk, guys. Um, I want to do a couple emails here that we uh, before we get to our closing topics here on the show. So our first email is from a good friend of ours, Clark. Greetings and salutations, most venerated keepers of the sword chomp. I like that. Two queries I have for thee. Firstly, what was the first video game ever played by each of you? I think mine was Pac-Man in a cabinet or Super Mario Brothers on NES. Secondly, what is the game each of you have played to completion the most times? Ocarina of Time on the 64 for me. I think I beat it seven or eight times as a kid. Loving the show and all of the guest hosts as well. I also have to share that I burst into a fit of laughter during the last episode when Fish was describing his experience with Sonic Mania. And he said, I didn't understand what I had to do with that. I got a game over from it. I guess I didn't have any lives or whatever. 
It struck me as really funny that Fish was really confused about the whole concept of how lives and game overs work in video games. Not for us, we know Fish. <laughs> now I really want a t-shirt that says, I got a game over, I guess I didn't have any good lives or whatever. So great. Thanks, Fish. <laughs> You're welcome. We talked about this at the beginning of the show with Shining Force. Complexity is not, you know, Fish's strong suit. He didn't, couldn't get to the battle system and couldn't wrap his head around, you know, it's, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, I, pl- I play games that just constantly resurrect you over and over again, like Destiny 2. Fish likes to play them shooting games. Boom, boom, boom. This is what happened. His brain is... His vaping has turned his brain to mush, and now he just wants to shoot things. And not wake up during uh, sex. <laughs> no, I want right. to... Oh, yeah. I want to stay asleep no, he, for that. He's Randy in the middle of the night, I've learned. That might be Fish's peak time, if you know what I mean. Peak. That's... Um, but back to his question, uh, for you guys, go round table here. Josh, what was the first game that you remember playing as a kid going all, th- I mean, the first one, mm. the van- I'm, I'm not sure it's because it's been forever. I was tiny. Um, mm-hmm. and I do not know if I had my Apple II or my Game Boy first, um, which would change the answer. Um, so it was either Space Quarks, which was a Space Invaders clone on the Apple II. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or it was Breakout on Game Boy. Mm. Was Breakout like a Pong simulator thing? It was. You're playing half of Pong. It's the one where you're you're basically controlling the paddle oh, at the bottom up and down. And you're bri- yeah, yeah breaking yeah. bricks yeah. in order to clear levels. So I remember it was that. one of those yeah. two, and I can't remember which one I owned first. So Breakout. All right. Uh, what about you, Fish? Um, I never owned this console, but the NES. Um... I remember going over to my cousin's house and he had the NES and he had the light gun and he was so desperately wanting to show me this <laughs> thing on the TV with this plastic gun. And I was like, okay, I want to see what, what is this? And all of a sudden what started playing was duck hunt. And I was like, mm. Oh my God, just shoot that boy. Oh yeah. Was, was this the cousin with the pop rocks or is it somebody else? <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, that was a different cousin. Oh, okay. Was that yeah. a cousin or a neighbor? I always get confused. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that's a real inside joke. I'm sorry, people. That don't... Um, okay, so Duck Hunt. That's a good one. See, that explains everything. His first game, he was fucking shooting. His most recent love, he's fucking shooting. Yep. We've been shooting yeah. since the beginning, guys. Since the beginning. Yeah, mine was Duck Hunt 2. Um, my grandma had an NES before I had any video game systems with the Mario Duck Hunt thing. And I also pointed my gun at her TV and shot a bunch of ducks and had a grand old fucking time. Uh, and it was great because I lived in Florida, so like I was surrounded by real duck hunters too. And they were just like, they'd sit around drinking beers and living back, shoot those ducks, shoot those ducks. And like it was really like it was a strange experience for me. Um, what about you, Shay? Um, I can't remember, to be honest with you, because my dad had the Genesis when I was super young. I remember it either being, um, it was one of three. It was either Shining Force, the first Fantasy Star, or this game called Rastin. 
which also came out for the Genesis. It's like a 2D side scroller. And you're basically like this barbarian that like uses either a sword, an axe, or a hammer. I need to play that game. It's been a long time. I forgot about that game. Let it die. Let it die forever. No, man. You have enough games you need to play. (laughs) I know. I've never beaten that game. I should go back and beat it. I'll do that. I think I'm going to do that here soon. But yeah, it was one of those three. Good deal. Uh, And his second question was, which game have you played the most times to completion? Um, You know, that's tricky because for most of us, is when we were kids. Uh, like as an adult, I don't play game, video games to completion that often. Um, but I would say like there's some weird ones like Diablo three actually forces you to. Now you guys are all laughing on the webcam. I don't know why. It makes you guys have thrown me off when you do that shit. God damn it. Um, probably something like Diablo three because you have to play it over and over and over again uh, just to progress. But like I when feel I was like a kid, that one's been, ruled like, out because of that. Like just to get max yeah. level, you have to play through it eight times. That's true. Probably like mm-hmm. Pokemon or um, the original red and blue Pokemon. I think most of us played it so many fucking times. I started that game over so many fucking times and played it. Um, so that would be my answer. What about you, Josh? Um, probably WoW, depending on where you count the whole game ending. If you're going to rule out Diablo, you got to no, rule No, but out I mean, like, WoW. I played all the way through, like, every quest in the game multiple times um which is like a year-long endeavor to do but uh um let's see other than that i know i've played through the picross games like basically every game in that series multiple times and there's like eight of them at this point Um, are those puzzle games yeah the picross and picross 3d i I played through all those multiple times isn't there a pokemon picross uh, I, I think it's, it's like a Nintendo. I think it's a Nintendo mm. Picross 3D, is what it is. If I, I've not played that Picross. one. I'd have to go back. That's and a look weird for one. It, but yeah, but that's um, that's really good. So I figured you were going to steal his answer of Ocarina of Time as well. Well, I've played through that one a ton as well. It's hard to say. I know I've gone through. Yeah. When you're a kid, it is. It's tough. probably been a dozen times as well because I I know I played through it. I've played through. Almost all the Zeldas with just three hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not played through Breath of the Wild with just three hearts yet. To uh, Well, I guess to you've got back. something to do, mister. Mm-hmm. Well, I decided not to and to play through on the hard mode, which is probably the better way to do that anyway. Yeah. Since it the actually has a built-in hard both. mode. Instead of, instead of making your own challenge, just using the hard, the hard mode, and that works pretty well. You can just do both. I could the, um, at some point. Yeah. That's a little. Except there's only there's only the one save slot on the hard mode. The, the other Zelda's were a lot, a lot easier to beat, more time wise too. Like this one is yeah. just really time consuming. Hmm. Uh, what about you, Fish? Oh, there's so many games that I beat over and over. Um, Mega Man really? X two. Yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like I, I knew exactly which boss to start with. I had my my own little way of going through the game. Um, what else? Uh, Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, the one game, though, that I really love beating over and over again, um, Metal Gear Solid. I just enjoyed yeah. the fuck out of that game. You get the tuxedo oh, yeah, when you beat it enough. As well. 
Because that was a game you could just bring over to a friend's house and play in a night. And I know yeah. I've done that a few that times. And, that, that and like once you got, you know, real, once you memorize everywhere to go, like pretty fast, you, you become kind of like a efficient type of uh, speed demon and you just run in from place to place and skipping the cutscenes, of course. Like, I, I think I was able to beat that game in like under two hours. Yeah, it's like point. a 45 yeah. minute game if you skip everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, and they, yeah. yeah. And they encourage yeah. you to do it because and you know you exactly get... what to do. You get mm-hmm. the uh, camo, the octave camouflage, and you get um, the bandana. So they they gave you things that made it plain again, made it more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just loved playing that game. So yeah, I just enjoyed going through that game. I'm trying yeah. to think if I made like any like challenges for myself going through that game. Try not to but stare at Sniper Wolf's boobs. Try not to stare at Sniper Wolf's. <laughs> He really liked those pixelated uh, boobs. I remember when me and Fish were kids. You know, we were in puberty. You can't. I don't hold that against. We were in puberty. What about what about you? What about you, Shay? Easily Shining Force. I've beaten that oh, game God. over twenty times, and I just beat it two weeks ago. I wish what that up. somebody who listens to this podcast, just one person, would outreach to me and say, I also love Shining Force, and I completely understand Shay. I just want one person to just give Shay the affirmation he needs. I don't need it, baby. I know it's one of the best games ever. I don't need but that. Shining Force, and him being the only person who actually likes it, is the only thing tethering his soul to this physical realm. Without that, it's he'll true. actually just melt away <laughs> into the void. It's... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's no, it's, <laughs> no, it's crazy, Shay. You actually get to answer this both questions with the same answer. Because our next email came from Ray, and he said, "Is there a game you love that you think barely anyone else has ever heard of?" Mine is a GameCube <laughs> game called <laughs> Shining Force. Um, mine is a GameCube game called Cubivore. I love the game, but I don't think anyone else has even knows it's made. I don't. I had to Google it because I've never heard of it. Um, but I'm interested, or maybe. I'm going to pull it up right now because I was curious about that one. Uh, okay, I'll start this one off. This one's hard for me. I mean, that no one's ever heard of. A couple more obscure ones. I, like, I tend to like a lot of weird fishing games since I was a kid, and no one gives a shit about fishing games. Like, I'm really excited about that Final Fantasy fishing game, and I'm probably the only one. Uh, when I was when I was young, we, there was this weird game I played on the Wii. It was called Wii Sports Fishing Resort, and it was like you stayed at a resort... And you could go fishing during the day, and there was, like, challenges, but it was like you lived this whole fishing life. And it was one of the craziest, like, very in-depth fishing games I'd ever played. And it even came with a fishing controller that you put the Wii controller in. And no one fucking knew what... I didn't even know what that game was until I found some really obscure review. So, for me, there's a lot of obscure, like, fishing games that I always love. Um, But that's, that's a tough one for me. Even games I love, like Catherine, that a lot of people don't like, were games that most people are aware existed. Uh, and they were from big teams, but um, what about you, Josh? I kind of feel like that first game that I played, that Space Quirks, I don't think many people have heard, no, nobody owned an Apple II, and if they did, they didn't game on it. Um, but did you like it? Yeah, it's a great game, and I mean, it's just, it's Space Invaders, and I played a whole lot more of that than the actual Space Invaders, because it was free, instead of having the, you know, Use a quarter every time I wanted to play it. Um, yeah, Cuba War actually looks pretty cool. I just looked. You guys should Google it when you get a chance. It looks, it's an atlas. 
It was an old Atlas game. Hmm. Huh. GameCube. Real fucking weird art style to it, too. Decent. 71% Metacritic. Not terrible. But yeah, I don't think most people know the game exists. What about you, Fish? Um, The Super Scope. Like, any of the games on there, really. The Super Scope. Um, yeah, people there, are aware was... of that, but I couldn't tell you one game. <laughs> like, what was the best Super Scope game? Uh, there was a it was a mech one, and you you got to blow off all the uh, all the uh, armor off of them as you went through. It was just boss fight after boss fight after boss fight, which was cool to me back then. And um, they were timed and. Um, the screen kind of like side scrolls to make it look like you were there was a lot of movement as you were shooting like with your um your was it machine this gun metal combat uh metal okay, combat no, falcon's it, revenge there's a big robot no, on there no no that's a, this that's a sequel to it um uh battle clash is the one battle clash I okay had. i see it yeah yeah yeah, that I love that game. Like, that was one. I think it was one of the first games that was just like boss fight after boss fight. Um, games that were out there that I, I just kept playing and playing. Even though you know it's you knew exactly the, the how to beat each uh boss. I mean, as a kid, like I just enjoyed the hell out of holding up like that peripheral to yeah. the screen, staring down that scope and firing away at those robots peripheral games are always cool even guitar hero once you knew the songs it was just cool to hold that stupid plastic controller mm-hmm. yeah super yep. did you own a super scope yeah oh yeah my okay. my dad got it for me for christmas one year nice and yeah it came with like a little play pack type of thing called super scope six i think and it had like six mini games and in it actually there's i think there was a rabbits type of game or something it had rabbits in it and you what yeah and they would they would pop out of the hole and like you would shoot them in the head um pretty sure they were rabbits though because they were like weird rabbits but at that time like i i didn't know what rabbits were you didn't know what rabbits were a rabid (laughs) You know, rabbits. He like was a little young for that, Morgan. Right I mean, come on. Rabbids, there's no <laughs> way rabbits didn't really regain a lot of traction until Sex in the City talking about? made it a big Rab- thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's a good point, Josh. What about? <clears throat> what are you talking about, rabbits? Am I completely like, like brain mushing this, or what? Do you, what do you mean, rabbits? Because they, uh, I might be, I might be. I don't think it, that those existed until. No. Like the I PS2 era. Did. I'm gonna find out. Fish is just saying crazy shit today. God damn it! Fuck um, yeah! Rabbits were around with a super scope. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna take it. You're gonna take it. Um, Shay, what about you? Um, I'm actually not gonna say Shining Force, even though um, it'd be really easy to, because I know some yeah. people have heard of it. <laughs> yeah. But um. One game I am going to say is a game called Rage Ball for the PS1. It was kind of a weird, semi-similar game to uh, the Blitzball minigame and the PS2 game Final Fantasy X. And it's just this random game I picked up at a pawn shop. 
and it was fairly janky, and it was a shit ton of fun. Um, There's this robot team I remember playing as, and I would you get all these power ups, and it was just very similar to Blitzball. Um, it was just it was a lot of fun. I just remember sinking a lot of hours into that game for no reason, and mm-hmm. I and I loved it. Cool. cool, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be any fun to use the same answer twice anyway. Um, but yeah, I wish I honestly I tried to dig for something a little more interesting other than my weird obscure fishing games, but it's just hard. I mean, I feel like even some of the things I, I, uh, yeah. But I think that that covers it pretty well. Great question. Thank you again. I believe it's Ray. We didn't have a a name on that one, but I believe it's someone that I met on the Instagram recently. Um, Ray, in some form or fashion. Um, sorry, I don't want to butcher <laughs> the. Um, yeah, um, he messaged me as just random guy Ray. So we believe that too, random guy Ray. Thank you for the email. Um, that's another thing I'm going to be pu- pushing on the Instagram in the coming weeks too is getting some good emails from people to use on the show. Now, as we wrap things up, thank you for those great emails uh, and our wrap-up portion of the show here. We briefly kind of talk about our weeks, what we've been doing, maybe if we've been playing anything else. Um, I will say that much like fish, I've spent most of my week playing Destiny, so I don't have a lot of too, much too exciting going on. It's been really rainy here in Montana, which is weird. It actually started being like really rainy and cold, so fall is on the way. Like freezing, frigid rains, and I wake up to take my kid to school. It's it's no fun, but it definitely doesn't feel like summer here anymore in Montana, which is kind of sad. Um, you're quickly reminded of how much the weather can fuck up your day. I couldn't go for my run today because it was freezing. You know, we went grocery shopping and all of our fucking just getting to the car was a pain in the ass. Like we we're the dogs track in fucking water when they go outside to take a piss. You just realize how much of a pain in the ass weather is. Um, so it gives you an appreciation yeah. for the beauty. Yeah. Weather. Yeah. Rawr, fuck rawr. you, weather. It gives me an appreciation for the good weather. You know, just a week ago it was like a beautiful summer day here, Josh. It was nice. So kind of bummed. Yeah, out. beautiful, beautiful, nice, smoky summer day where people could barely breathe because of the fires. Man, I miss those days. It, that's been a little overblown. We have these, <laughs> we have these wildfires here that people have been complaining a lot about. Honestly, I go do my two mile run every day, and it doesn't bother me. I think it actually smells really great. Um, but it is sad. You know, we're having some horrible wildfires here, and hopefully, this rain obviously will probably fix that. So um, that's the good news. I don't even notice it. All the old people, when I go on a jog, they're like, oh, I can barely breathe. And uh, they're just going off about uh, their breathing issues. And what are you showing us on the webcam, Fish? Oh, I, I just found that mini game on Super NES. It was, uh, it was called Mole Patrol. And those little things, they look kind of like rabbits, but they're not rabbits. So. Oh, okay. I was misremembering, but yeah, they, they look kind of funny. Yeah, they do. Mole Patrol. It, okay. It's called mole patrols, but their their ears are Patrol. shaped like kind of like a rabbit's. All right, it was a precursor. That was the inspiration for the rabbits, for all we know. Mm-hmm. At this point, mm-hmm. if I never have to say rabbits again for the rest of my life, I will be perfectly happy. Um, unfortunately, now that they're in a good game with Mario, that's not going to ever be the case. Uh, I got to yeah. So pretty pretty tame week. Doing a lot of work. What do I do on Instagram this week? I got the video up about the crazy wasp. Uh, today that a lot of people really liked, as well as I posted a picture of my new Metroid Samus Returns um, that we'll be I'll be talking about a little bit more next week. That it's weird because Destiny's been so big that I had totally forgotten that there was a fucking Metroid game, which we were all really looking forward to. 
that came out today. It was just like, holy shit, there's a, there's a Metroid game. So I went and picked that up, and it came with this really badass keychain. You know, sometimes game... I know people like their digital purchases and all this garbage, but sometimes GameStop, or GameStop has their perks. They got this cool um, 8-bit or whatever it is, Samus keychain, and it's really, really cool looking, so... Loving that. I turned it on for about five minutes, and the music seems incredible, but haven't played enough of it to talk about. Uh, just got a lot of stuff on for people who follow us on the Instagram, especially pretty heavily. A lot of stuff up this week about, like I said, the Wasp video with my kid in it, which is pretty fun. I did two videos for Destiny. One was a video tribute to just how beautiful that game is, and one of them was more of just a standard sort of combat tribute. I wanted to highlight the music because the soundtrack in Destiny has been really great, and Fish really liked this song called The Journey, so I took some of the music from that and put that in my um, video clip uh, as well as my, as well as other things. But the Instagram's been doing, you know, finding a lot of new people, growing a lot this week. Um, other than that, just been relaxing, playing a lot of Destiny, and I told you guys, me and my girlfriend have been catching up on old movies like in between um whenever we get a chance i got this week we watched there will be blood which is um a class have, have you guys seen there will be blood oh yeah. yeah yeah i drink your milkshake <laughs> it's classic um it's overrated but okay that? sure oh. vastly daniel day lewis i love that opening <sighs> scene I love that opening scene. It just make, it puts you right in that time period, what those prospectors had to do. Oh, he has to like climb when he falls down that cave shaft. Yeah, it's fucked yeah. up. Yeah, and he walks into that shop with like a few bits of gold, <laughs> with a broken leg. He crawled all the way to that shop with that gold. Yeah. Um, and there's that cool battle between him and the religious person. Actually, I was thinking about that a lot this week because. You know, fish. I was saying you had to convert your. You know, you need to repent for your sins because, you know, you always give me this shit about how you don't have any time for games and all this stuff. And then you played so much Destiny that we now know that's a complete lie. If you want to play a game, you will find a way to do it. So I was thinking, maybe what we should do, fish, if you're willing to, to play long, is we can do a little bit of basically. Um, sort of like a repentant situation okay so i'm not repenting for shit let's let's start here okay this is how this is how we can pretend we need to repent for your sins okay you would admit now that you always it is there a sinner here is there a sinner in our midst no yes that'd be me i've been sinning You've been sinning, Fish. You've been telling me. You've come here and you've brought your goods and your wealth. And you've also brought your bad habits as a backslider back to Destiny 2. And you told me that you were too busy with your family and your jobs to play all the video games for this podcast. Why? It's going to be three hours like the actual movie. Should I go do some errands or something? That was a rude member yeah, of our I'm, congregation. We will continue. I'm actually going to fly over from Japan and join you, yeah. Josh. Come, come do a visit there while we wait for this reference okay. to end. Yeah. Okay, I'll be right there. Yeah. Look up to the sky, fish. Look up to the sky. <laughs> I, I see Josh. 
You have lusted after women and loot, and you have abandoned your child. You abandoned them this weekend to play Destiny, the child that you raised. You abandoned all because your child was not as great as playing Destiny 2 with your new friends. Say it, I am a sinner! I, I said... Say it, I am a sinner! I am a sinner? All right, let's get enough. Right, I've let's got just... your bowling ball for the next scene, Fish. Just That's a bowling pin, actually. Yeah, who close. cares? Yeah. It is care. unbelievably <laughs> overrated. This is uh, slower than Ben-Hur with half the plot. That's so true. The part where the, like, the, like, the oil thing catches on fire and he's just walking around for ten minutes while it's on fire, I was like... What the fuck is going on? And it's they just like sitting the there lighting up, and he's it. he's just he's walking around. Hold on, I'm gonna do a recreation on the camera. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna narrate this for our listeners because they can't see Shay. He's half naked. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, kind of now he's coating himself in oil. Lost and confused. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I didn't expect this. Mm-hmm. Now he appears to be funneling himself. He's. Um, I don't know why he has a glory hole in his own house, but he is now approaching the hole. It's a, it's a Japanese thing, He's, maybe. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Imagine that going on for 10 minutes. You guys are crazy. All of you are crazy. Anyway, she really liked it, which I was happy about because I didn't think she'd like a movie about an oil tycoon. But um, Daniel Day-Lewis is sensational, and that movie is sensational. And you're all wrong. All of you. And Fish I'm is a sinner. I'm glad no, she is. He is. He's he's great. He's an amazing actor, doing an excellent job of portraying something no one would ever want to watch. That's true, and I'm glad that Shelby liked it because then that means that you have finally found someone who has just as bad a taste as you do. Oh, <laughs> it's so cute. Mm. I'm just very disappointed. Very disappointed in you guys. I, I liked him in uh, Gangs of New York. Yes. Well. See, that's a great role for him, and uh, that's a great movie. It was an okay movie. Um, The first <laughs> half of that movie is really... Bill the Butcher. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Daniel Day-Lewis. Although I never got into Lincoln because that just didn't seem like something... That is more like a movie I would want to watch, Josh. Like, I kind of know... I the... didn't see that one, so I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I get it. Um, last thing I was going to say was, um, in honor of finishing Sonic Mania and getting my Amiibo, I was thinking about this this week. Fish, hopefully at some point you can try to figure Sonic out, uh, once you wrap your head around it, um, you know, maybe back and it's pretty, it's pretty brutal. I, I have no wives and I got a game over and I got to start over. What kind of fucking game is this? <laughs> Where's my Ingram? Where's my Cryptart? <laughs> Sonic. Where's my ghost? Where's my ghost? Yeah, there's so many wisecracking AIs, Josh, in this one. There's, it's going to throw you through a loop. There's like four of them now. Um, and maybe we'll talk about the story down. Anyway, that's pretty much it for me. Good week uh, overall. What about you, Shay? Man, my week was just crazy boring, to be honest with you. It was just a lot of work. Um, a little bit of writing. Uh, this week, uh, the, one of the notable things is the students are 
working on what's called Sports Festival. Uh, for any of you that don't know, basically it's a whole school event where the students split into four teams um, along with the senseis, and they just compete against each other um, for cool. bragging rights. And um, the parents come and watch. It's a very traditional thing that's gone on for many years so there's a lot of traditional things they have to do and yesterday we were on the grounds practicing and it was it it was interesting it was a for me it was a big test of patience for them it was just a normal day because they <laughs> they had to practice they had to sit way at the back of the field and then everyone's coming up saying something and bowing to the to them and saying something into the mic bowing and then walking away and standing there and this happens with like five or six people just bowing and then all of a sudden um someone says something i can't remember because uh, i don't speak good enough japanese yet and then they all start running to the front in a line and then they stand there and then they all bow and then they sit down and then coach sensei comes up and then they all bow and then he says something and it's just this constant tradition and um Man, I was like, Jesus Christ, if they got this over with, instead of bowing and everyone saying something, it would be half the event. But at the same time, it's tradition. So it was really interesting. And it's cool to watch because they're all developing these different dance routines. And like the whole school is involved in one of these dances. So I was just watching. And then there's a um, the San Nensei um, are developing a dance as well. And it's just, it's crazy cool to see the amount of dedication and hard work these students put into something like that. And for me, that translates to, I couldn't imagine like doing something like that in middle school because the kids wouldn't have been motivated enough to do something like that. So it was really cool to watch that. And Mm -hmm. it just completely something different than any one of us except maybe fish would have experienced in their school time. So hmm. it's, inter- hmm. it's really interesting. But um, other than that, also Sunday, your package but, uh, is supposed to arrive Sunday. Yeah. I need to, I need to, I need to call. Um, that's probably going to be delayed because there's a probably, uh It's one of the biggest typhoons of the year is going to be here tomorrow and Monday. So it's probably going to be delayed by a few no, days. No, I paid extra money to deliver that faster. They better mm-hmm. not. I don't give a fuck if it's a typhoon or not. I don't care if the pilot dies. That PS4 better be there. Well, no, I, I, I do care. I don't want anyone to get hurt, but I believe in the ability of the uh, postal service. Well, that's a good point though. I'm going to have to go track that and see what the, yeah, Shay, yeah. did you tell him that what Shay uh, Did you tell him what happened, Shay? <laughs> so, um I ordered something from a website called iHerb. Um basically some food from America. And it makes it really ch- <laughs> oh. cheap to order. And um I didn't realize that I hadn't put my apartment number on there because I'm still getting used to the the different addresses and how they work in Japan. And so mm-hmm. they, the website basically told me that the, the the delivery service wasn't able to deliver it because I didn't put an apartment number. I'd have to pay extra in order to have it re-delivered, which I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. That's my, my bad. And then I was sitting there. It took me a full day to realize this. And this is my stupid brain. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't give Morgan my apartment number either. 
<laughs> so now, so yesterday I spent um, a good hour trying to call the postal service here, which is JP Post, and um, basically the way my SIM card is set up, I use the 050 app, and all the numbers I couldn't dial because I was using an app, and to use my actual phone to call, call for some reason the SIM card isn't set up correctly. So I wasn't able to call them. So literally after the podcast, I'm going to shower, going to the place where I got my SIM card, getting that figured out, calling JP Post so I can ha- make sure they put the correct apartment number to have it delivered. Otherwise, it doesn't get delivered. So that's going to be... Can you imagine after all of that and all of that money and mailing that massive box and some and pilot fighting through a typhoon? Yeah, yeah. fighting through a typhoon. And the fucking thing that keeps that thing delivered is the... And you know what? Every girl that comes to Shay's little apartment gets his address, but I don't. And I'm the most important woman in his life, goddammit. I'm so upset about this. I don't know who you think is all coming to this apartment. Have you seen this thing? It's fucking bare as shit. No one's coming over here. Do you, do you ever get, like, weird insects in there? Because I was listening to this podcast today, the 8-4 Play Show, and this guy was talking about how he had a... Uh, a Japanese apartment that wasn't exactly the best, and they find these massive flying roaches, like these huge flying roaches in their apartment sometimes. Oh, insects. No, um, I very once in a while get fruit flies, and that's just because um, I'm I'm being so lazy. (laughs) That's from last week, too. I just realized that. Fruit flies coming back full circle. They are. No, um, I just... I'm really busy during the week, and maybe I forget to clean out my sink one day, and the fruit flies randomly there. But no, I don't have big, giant Japanese beetles. And um, any insects that come in here, I just give them tax taxi money and kick them out the next day. Oh, that's a bad joke. That's a real bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> that is. No, I don't Honestly, do that. Do uh, roaches have covered wings? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. No, their wings. I didn't. Are, are I didn't covered. think so. Well, cross your fingers, listeners. If with all luck, barring typhoon and postal snafu that he should be able to resolve today, Shay will have his PlayStation Four in exactly one day. What? What's today? And your Saturday? It's Saturday. Yeah, it's about twelve thirty so, right now. One day. That's pretty amazing. That's right. And then. Um. Then I can't wait to play Sonic Mania because that's the very first game I'm going to play. Yeah, that's right. Good man. And then I'm going to play Crash Bandicoot, all three of them. Mm-hmm. And then, now actually, I will probably I um give Destiny to try after Sonic Mania because it's relevant now. I want to be able to talk about it right now, so I can give my full opinion of how shitty that or when game Josh plays it and that series is. <laughs> when Josh gets around to it too, if you end up you know playing it for a couple of weeks, you know Josh is going to play it on PC, I believe. So that's fair. Yeah. That's that's fair. I'll wait a little bit, but yeah, that's uh that's uh, hopefully coming here soon. Um, other than that, really, um, it's about it. I'm going to a music festival here after I get all that shit taken care of today. Um, it's about like ten or twelve bands at three or four different venues. I don't know any of the bands. I'm just going with one of my. Uh, my my Australian friend Kyla, and then mm-hmm. um, maybe some of our bandmates. Heavy metal shamisen. 
<laughs> or heavy metal onsen. You sit there, mm. relax while a heavy metal band plays while you're relaxing in the nice hot springs. That'd mm-hmm. be sick. No, and then um, right. tentative, tentative plan going to Osaka on the 21st of next month. Osaka. Well, that sounds cool. Very cool, my friend. Excited to get your thoughts on Sonic Mania, and you know, I believe you'll get that package some way, shape, or form. Even if you don't give me your apartment, just wait out in front of whatever the address you gave me all day long until the postman shows up, and when he looks confused looking for the apartment number, you just what. You know, flag him down. It's mine. Oh, it's gonna have it's you. Not the wor- it's not the worst way to do something like that, but that's if they even show up. They might just be like, "This doesn't have an apartment number. I can't deliver here." But, but hopefully, even that's we'll the case. I'll get, I'll get a handle like, today. Usually, if that's the case, it'll go to like a temporary holding place in your city, so you should be able to still obtain it pretty easily if you're quick. So, um, and that's what I thought. That's what I thought, but with that other package, they sent it all the way back to Chiba, which is like, Mm. we're here in Aichi, Tokyo, Chiba. So Mm. I had to spend about $11 to have it reshipped back here. And then the fucking thing. And the thing was, I bought three boxes of oatmeal, because oatmeal is not a thing here, and two boxes of Cliff Bars. And one of the fucking packages of oatmeal was broken. So I had to spend like a half an hour cleaning up little things of fucking oatmeal. I spent extra for shipping, and they broke my oatmeal. Such a <laughs> what a first world problem. Yeah, I know, I know, right? <laughs> I'm just so pissed about this oatmeal. Hurricane is devastating human lives, and you're over here complaining about your fucking oatmeal. Good God, Shay! Good God! That's right. There's flooding issues in Florida. Uh, people, yeah, I'm going to stop there. Wildfire, yeah. yeah okay. You're right, you're uh, right. Fish! I... Fish! <laughs> I'm just kidding, I won't rag you any further. Um, it's understandable. Oatmeal can be a bitch. It gets all in the weird cracks. We know, we all know that. We've been there. Um, <laughs> a fish, I know you were feeling But it's soothing great. on those cracks. <laughs> it can be. You get that, yeah. You... And your pores. And yeah. your pores. That home mm-hmm. remedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of... Soothing pores, uh, fish. I, I don't know. Hi. I, <laughs> great. That's great. What would you so like to tell smooth. us about your week? Um, pretty boring week. Uh, just doing a lot of work, uh, playing Destiny. Um, yeah, our, our job is real busy for some reason at this point. Uh, so many deliveries and. Like, now I have to, like, do this transfer thing between two cities now. So I'm going from Fort Worth to Carrollton, which is uh, a tiny city out in Dallas that I commute to, which is about an hour and a half drive mm-hmm. and there. So it's three-hour commute. That's it's pretty, takes up a good chunk of my work day. So, like, I'm just driving the whole time. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just I'm picking up, like, four pallets of plumbing parts and just bringing it back to our, our location um yeah but in your head so, the whole time you're just like destiny 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 need to get yeah, another light much. level yeah power level now not light level no. um <laughs> see this is what happens when i try to talk destiny <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You'll eventually know. Here. Uh, it's um, power level. <clears throat> <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me fix my glasses here. There you go. Power level. Uh, no, actually, there's uh, there's been... This past two weeks, there's been two fights at my job uh, involving women. Oh, really? Which is fucking strange to me. Like... Uh, it's it's weird because like everybody's pretty friendly over there, uh, very nice. Um, but I guess these women just had some drama between them or something. I don't really know the full story. All I know is like they got suspended for like a couple of days. The first uh, two ladies that were going at it. Did you um, see it? Did you see the fight go down? I didn't see it, but I heard that there was a lot of cursing. Someone was holding somebody back, threatening to kick someone's ass. Um, and the second one um, actually happened upstairs where everybody's like on a phone, making phone calls and shit. Um, there, I guess a lady bumped into another lady and they started talking shit to each other. And then one left the building, was walking to her car, and the other one followed her out there. And oh, damn. I guess, I guess they started fighting because uh, both of them uh, were actually terminated from the job. So Probably the best yeah. thing that ever happened to them. <laughs> when I was younger, I had a warehouse job that I probably would have been at forever until I got terminated. Best thing that ever happened. Yeah, probably, maybe. Or they were really comfortable there at the job. <laughs> or, uh, or they loved it and they're miserable. Who knows? <laughs> now they're just like wondering what what the fuck to do with their lives. Um, but yeah, it's I said that, that yeah. hurricane tension, man. Tensions are high in Texas right now. Mm-hmm. The Texans suck. Not- the hurricane's horror. It's been awful. It's been a Dallas rough is doing great. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Dallas won their first game. That's true. The flying colors, too. We're not allowed um, to talk sports on this uh, podcast. Well, you yeah, know I know. I stopped myself. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else happened this week. Oh, I uh, started... Uh, my, my daughter is... Uh, learning how to read in the first grade right now. And, um, oh my gosh, like, I don't know what it is, but like, whenever you see your child starting to read and like, she's actually comprehending when she's reading and everything, it's just, I don't know why it's mind blowing to me, but it's like, trippy. Just, it is a little weird. Like to see your kids just like starting yeah. to grow before your eyes, especially whenever they go to school and like, you don't see them for like a good seven hours out of the day. It's like, and then they come back and they have all this uh, new found wisdom and like the, it it's good wisdom for them you know to helping them learn how to be a a functioning uh, member of the society but like yeah. like it, I was just doing homework with her at night and just going over reading stuff with her and um yeah it's just a it's a very cool feeling to see that uh, unfold before your very eyes um so yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. My kid's not reading yet, but it is trippy. Like as you see them becoming more of a, I was joking same to my girlfriend. They feel more like a human now. And of course, they've always been a human, but like they, as they grow, it's like <laughs> they feel more like a human. You know, it's fucking weird. It's kind of sad too because yeah, like, you know that like a little innocence bit of their lost. innocence is yeah. dying. Yeah, 
right there at that school. Well, dude, it's just like we were talking about there. It's right into the fucking system, man. Right when you start kindergarten, it's going to be school until you fucking go to high school. And then it's going to be fucking a job or more than likely college or straight to work. And then it's going to be a career. And you're going to, unless you're fortunate, you're going to be stuck in the fucking funnel of life forever from now on. And it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But that's the way it works. You know, that's cool. Yeah. Though. Glad to hear it. Glad you had time to uh, do some homework with your kid in between Destiny marathons. That's good to hear. So, mm-hmm. um, definitely, you're not a complete sinner. Didn't <laughs> only partially abandon your child. Um, <laughs> no, she was asleep when I abandoned her. That's true. That's, that's the best was... time. <laughs> yeah, Fish abandons all time. sleep when he wants that Destiny. Um, which I can't do. I can't run off two hours of sleep. Josh, what about you, my friend? Um, how has the transitional week been? Still no home. I know that. I know you're going more crazy by the minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I console myself by having sex with unconscious people. Um, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. So, you know. There's someone out there that's going to be listening to this and they're going to I'm not listening to these guys ever again. But they're going to have some fun dreams that night. <laughs> uh, dream sex is great. Uh, I'm always like brutally honest like with my girlfriend too. Yeah, like it started off where I was having sex with somebody else. And then it like turned into you. It was so cool. And then I usually get slapped right in the face. Um, it's only partially true. I mean, usually dream sex is like a mysterious figure without a face. Anyway, this is irrelevant. We're not going back into that. Josh, you're weak. Um, <laughs> tell me more about it. Uh, it's been busy. The town, like, big town homecoming festival type deal is uh, this weekend. So we've been mm. doing a bunch of stuff here, getting ready for the that. what? Is this Animal Crossing? What are you talking about? The big town homecoming? What are you... You... you oh, that's right. You live in Shitsville. They don't celebrate the town there. Um... But yeah, most of the rest of the world likes where they live. Um, That's not... So anyway, yeah. We've been... What are you talking... I think, that, I think you're in a more podunky place. I've never heard of a town celebrating their town. Except in a video game like Animal Crossing. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, usually there's like a high school thing going on. They run a parade through the, mm-hmm. the town. You oh, like school homecoming hours. and stuff? Yeah. As, well, yeah, you know, parades kind of bring the community all together. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that sounds torturous. You know? I'm slightly out of touch with life, so you're probably right, Josh. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, goodness. But anyway, so yeah, we've been working on that, still trying to get everything squared away to be ready to move in here. Um, basically, just kind of hanging around and... Uh, I mean, final date has got to be less than two weeks away at this point because legally that's when they have to be out. Um, And it shouldn't be that long anyway. Or else uh, you're going to remove them from that house by force. Yeah, they they legally can't be there any longer than that. So, um, yeah. um, Picking up any other games on the side? Any games at all? Uh, You seem like going through a game lull here. I just picked up the new. uh, 
Metroid. Metroid 2 remake as well. So I'm going to be playing through that this next week. Still playing more uh, the Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle and still playing a little bit of Breath of the Wild, but not a not a lot anymore. I'm kind of slowly, just a little no bit Sonic. here and there. No, it's just not good enough. There's no reason to go back to it when I have everything else to play on my Switch. So, yeah. I've got like four other games on there that I haven't finished that are most definitely going to get finished before ever going back to Sonic Mania. Um, so yeah, going through those. Um, been playing a little bit of stuff on the computer. Not a lot here and there. Just I can't really... I haven't been able to play any any competitive Overwatch, but I've been playing a little bit of like quick play here and there. Um, cause they added in the, uh, the last patch they added in the, uh, uh, deathmatch and team deathmatch modes. Um, so I played through a few of those just, just for the fun of it, just to wreck some people instead of doing anything team based. Um, mm-hmm. since I'm not, I don't have a connection here that I'm willing to put my ranking on the line with cause it's just, it's just too iffy. Did the, you do good on the team in the deathmatch? Yeah, yeah, I think I got second in all my games, like, out of eight, because it's like, um... Oh. It's like, um... Wait. Just the free-for-all, all all the free-for-all ones, I got second in. Um, so... They added Deathmatch to Overwatch? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not not in the competitive mode, but they've they've got a ton of stuff in the arcade now that you can... Different game modes, they've got Capture the Flag and Team Deathmatch and Deathmatch. Um, and, yeah variety of stuff oh that's that's interesting uh, so i I'd, I'd imagine like in deathmatch uh nobody would be playing like reinhardt per se or like it uh, depends i mean you can get different strategies Seems you can take for uh, uh, uh in an inordinate, inordinate number of roadhogs because he's just kind of a little bit tanky a little bit, he can heal. yeah well, i mean the only thing i generally play tracer in the team deathmatches because Final kill, final blow is all that matters as far as kills go. So being that fast means you can, you know, pick off stragglers, like two people get in a fight, and if you're on the ball, you can finish off both of them um, when they're fighting each other. And so that's kind of the way I was playing huh. that. So you've got, you've got a couple different things. If you want to do something, I mean, Reinhardt would be good because you basically have an instant kill every time charge comes off cooldown if you're good enough with it. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. just different, depends which, what sort of strategy you want to take into it. I know some people are good enough with like Lucio to go in there and, you know, just wreck that way. So cool. Well, right on, man. We're looking forward to it. I mean, next week should be fun. We'll get to talk some Metroid among other things and a new topic. So, and then we're flying right into the heat of the fall and then. And we got some surprises for our listeners and followers about game of the year. The summers when the heat is, Morgan. It's no, I know. It's backwards okay. in the gaming industry, though. You know. Okay. It's, it's so cold. It's hot. One of those kind of things. Um, right. Yeah, I, I've been there. I've been there before, been there. Morgan. Mm-hmm. It's like when people are debating about that dragon in Game of Thrones. Just because it had a blue flame, it doesn't mean it was. You know, it was definitely fire. It was just blue. It's not ice. Are people... Oh, my God. Uh, 
See, this is why I don't keep up with Game of Thrones. Because people are that dumb. That that's a conversation that's being had. Oh my god. Well, could my brain is... Well, we don't have to go into it, but there's, <laughs> there's reasons. Um, all right. Well, that was a great show, guys. A lot of fun. As we'll wrap it up here, I want to thank Shay being here from Japan, Fish from Texas, Josh, of course, from Michigan, and myself from Montana. Hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, we will be back next week with an all-new Chompcast. Until then, peace out.